0: This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, Episode 115, Lantonio's Monologue. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstone2016. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Patreon. Support the Shattered Stone with your support you can help the show grow become a patron today patreoncom soulstone yeah.
1: I'm Tony Yeah, <sighs> fresh
0: meat. Hey, I want to say welcome to the dark recesses of the proverbial Don pot, but I'm not going to do that today. Instead, I'm going to say, hey, welcome to episode 115 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It's Wednesday, March 23rd and I am your host Brazia. I am also your solo host for this evening because of the fact that I'm gonna go do these Greater Rifts solo tonight. Both Lantonio and Jen unfortunately will not make it tonight. Uh, Lantonio, I'm not quite sure. I think uh, he's just out there trying to run another rift on his own. While Jen is uh, unfortunately um, taken over by the California Pollen Count. So therefore she's uh, unavailable for this evening. So. It's you and I. Let's get going on this show. Let's see what we have to talk about. Well, I'm just going to say in general, Lantonio said, hey, he's been playing some Diablo 2. Internet's not working too well. His uh, Diablo 3 experience has been so-so. So um, one of the things he did kind of want to mention is that one of its favorite things was trading in Diablo 2. And he says he tends to meet new people that way. And it felt like it was a little easier to meet people in Diablo 2 than Diablo 3. I think we'll revisit this topic again at some point. But he was kind of wondering why he felt that way. I think part of it happens to be the technology. Um, The way I look at it is I've also been playing WoW for the last few years. And let's go back to like Burning Crusade. You had to sit in the town and ask people you know um in trade chat saying hey you know i'm looking for a group um anybody need a healer anybody need a tank anybody need dps and you would wait until you found somebody that did so there was like no matchmaking system nothing like that well then you know come along to you know the current time you automatically can just queue up and the system will just find four or five random people throw them in with you you may or may not ever see those people again um just the way the matchmaking system works you know, sometimes you get good people, sometimes you don't. Well, let's pull that into Diablo 3. Diablo 3 has a matchmaking system to begin with. There was no trading. There's no, okay, hey guys, let's get together and, you know, do something in the game. Whether that's trading, whether that's, okay, you know, you requ- require a group to finish content in any way. Instead, you said, okay, hey, you ha- you can play with your friends. Or you can queue up in a, a random public game and get into that and work with that and you we found over the last couple seasons people have been doing kind of both if they don't have friends available they jump in because the experience and the loot and um, the ability to complete things like bounties much faster when you have four people so you get in there and people all they're caring about is okay hey let's grind let's you know get this thing over with i don't care if i ever talk to you during the whole thing we're just going to finish doing whatever it is we signed up to do whether it's grind for those bounties, finish greater risk with a uh, party of four, whatever it might be. So you end up seeing a kind of a situation where the ends justify the means with regard to technology. Where we have people who are just jumping in, like, I've got 10 minutes, I'll jump into a public game. I don't care whether I have talked to people or not. And I just get matched up quickly, get in there, get out, I'm done. I think part of the other thing with it is just that... Technology tends to lend itself to not really requiring you to make those friends before you play. You know, it's like you go to a schoolyard to play back, pick up basketball. You know, you if you know some friends there, great. Maybe you don't and you just say, oh, you know, hey, can I get my turn in there, jump in and play a little basketball and then leave. You don't technically have to talk to anybody. You just play the game. Well, the technology lends itself to that same thing where you're just jumping in, you're playing, you're getting your stuff done. I'm not required to talk to anybody. I'm not required to become friends with them in one way or another. So therefore, you know, I can still accomplish the goals I need to without actually having to have that human interaction in order to accomplish the goal. I think the games, I think past games, when we first were online, we didn't have that technology. I mean, we're talking like all kinds of games like EverQuest and, you know, um, any kind of online game where people just didn't have to communicate, or at least when you first got online, you had to communicate in order to accomplish certain tasks. We've gotten away from that because we wanted to allow more accessibility in games. And we do that through the technology saying, okay, well, even if you don't have somebody that you know playing a game, or you haven't joined a clan or you haven't joined a group um, to be social, you can still get you know, accomplish the same tasks. Do we want to exclude them? I'm not sure that's what we want to do. Um, I think what we're looking at is just kind of a shift. And we've been seeing it. And I'm sure people at Blizzard would say the same thing. They've seen over the years a shift in the social aspect of the game. You have like some clans that have lots of different players. You know, Like I know when, we, when I jump on with Shattered Soulstone. There are four or five people all the time. That I can talk to, jump in games with. You know, chat about whatever is going on. Even if I'm just there looking through my stash you know there's always somebody to talk to Uh, other groups you know hey i have friends who joined the game they didn't belong to a clan so they were just kind of playing solo and i said i got done with it you know i can jump in a public game those kind of things so in the end i think part of it is the technology i think the fact that diablo 2 i don't believe has a matchmaking system um quite like diablo 3 does where it's an automatic match you still have to jump in uh, battle net and you know request things and say hey i've got this item to trade you want to trade with me and then it strikes up conversations and you find find out oh you know hey i've been playing for x number of years so have i oh great we have something in common we still love playing this game after 17 years while other people might be like well that's not quite for me like i'm a newer player i'm a bit younger i've never not never played a diablo franchise before i jump into diablo 3 That's my only experience. My experience there is, boy, it's easy to jump into a four-man group because I just hit the public game and say I want to. So I think at some point, maybe we'll talk about this some more. If you guys think of something in the audience that you want to add to this topic about having a different feel when playing Diablo 2 and meeting people versus playing Diablo 3, let us know. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Send information to show at Shattersoulstone.com. I know I kind of went into some topics with the show Along with um, a little bit of what Antonio was talking about Let's talk about what I've been doing in the game Quite a bit actually I think the last time we talked I was about 160 Paragon uh, Pretty much going by myself right now And I'm running Torment 7 without any issues I could push it to Torment 8 I just um, really haven't been pushing it much further than that But I know that I've finally got my damage enough My survivability still a question uh, when I hit certain... Actually, when I'm doing like Paragon... Uh, not Paragon. Greater Rift 35. I'm finding myself not having a problem getting through it now. I can get it done in like five, six minutes. But it might be an occasion where I'm running into a couple mobs or I run into a boss that kills me three or four times. And that gets a little frustrating. <laughs> I mean, I bet you, you can think that. So it's not a matter of getting the damage or um, finishing the Rift in time. It's a matter of surviving, where I can go through comfortably and say, okay, you know what, I'm gonna push it up even further. So I think soon I'm gonna, you know, play around with some of the new gear I got. I got a couple of new pieces this past week. I'm now sitting up at Paragon level 242. So I've pretty much jumped another 80 Paragon levels in the last two weeks, which you know, it's not bad. I'm moving up. Sounds pretty good. I'm happy with that. Uh, can just say, you know, somebody who doesn't play every single day. It's not hardcore. Like some people want to say, well, I'm too hardcore for this group now. You know what? It doesn't matter. You play the pace that you can. You play when you're available. I am happen to be home. I'm a little more available right now. So I'm pushing up some levels. Uh, I had a good time running a couple times with various people in the clan. I thank them. But most of those last 80 um, levels or so have been kind of on my own. And it's fine. I think it's great. It feels awesome. It's ha- I'm having a lot of fun. I know I'm ha- having some fun jumping in some uh, single-player, multiplayer game. I ran with, um, uh, see, Snug Muddy. I- I'm sorry. I totally forgot. <laughs> I'm saying the name wrong. Um, but we had an, an awesome time. We just had fun running through. He brought his friend in there, Joe. And we were just like, hey, let's go and kill a bunch of things. Three men. So it helped. Actually, he was running his... Torment 10 to so kind of help me get a couple of um, greater rift keys that I needed to get me go rolling again. So I finally started leveling up all three types of gems that I have. Uh, really, for the longest time, I'd only been running two, and I finally got one leveled up. So right now, in my Ring of Emptiness, I'm using the Wreath of Lightning. I got it up to rank 32, which is pretty good. I mean, I've never had one over. 35, 30 before, so it's good. Um, it's helping out increase uh, movement speed when I'm in the effective wreaths of lightning, so that helps quite a lot get me through things a lot faster. Then I'm also using uh Bane of the Stricken, I'm now up to rank 26, um, which really helps a lot because in it that 25% increased damage against bosses and rift guardians. I'm now finding because I just hit that I'd say a couple days ago, and now finding the, the same torment level the, that level. A greater Rift 35 level, Torment 7. I'm having no problem ripping through the bosses now. At that point, so I know I can start stepping it up to the next level. Even if I'm having a little bit of trouble staying alive, it's I'm playing soft core. I'm fine. At this point, I can kind of push that and not worry too much. And then my last one that I'm using um, is the Gogak of Swiftness, and I just um, I actually I just got it and just started using it because I haven't really had a good. I feel like I haven't had good luck with drops because uh, I'm still trying to get a different set to work with because right now I'm still working with the, the default Jade Harvester set. Uh, I've been able to supplement a couple pieces to it. What I have done was I've added Deadly Rebirth, my legendary ceremonial knife. And what that does is the special ability, allows me to have Grasp of the Dead, gain the effect of Reign of the Corpse to So I'm using that along with it being uh, Unbreakable Grasp. So it slows my enemies down by 80% and dealing 760% damage with cold. So it's great. I'm like, I'm I'm slowing them down. I'm keeping them kind of all in one area. And then I also have on my offhand the Wilkins Reach, where my Grasp of the Dead no longer has a cooldown, which is kind of cool because now I can keep dropping Grasp of the Dead everywhere. It's like, yeah. So I have five pieces of Jade Harvester I'm using in my um, the Ring of Royal Grandeur and my Kanai's Cube uh, power. So that for I can actually have an empty spot and that empty spot actually is my Quetzalcoatl Helmet. And so I'm now using both Locust, Warm and Haunt to deal their damage in half the normal duration. So I'm, you know consistently running like orange numbers of critical hits and um, just mobs dying everywhere because of, of running with my Jade Harvester set and using um, Soul Harvest. So I think one thing I do need to work on is maybe the, the radius of that. And the reason why I say that because I really tried one night uh, on Monday trying to get that set dungeon um, achievement done. So that way I can finally finish the very last thing for the season story. And, um, I'm finding that I can get, I'm like most of the way through. My problem is every once in a while I'll run into a a group and I'll get like 13 or I'll get 14 and of uh, souls harvested and that wasted it pretty much to me because then I can't really re-harvest them. So I have to go to the next group and harvest that group. It gets me behind on time trying to catch up to it. So I've gotten up to like eight. It's just that I've run out of time. So I think what I need to do at this point is increase my radius pickup. So I've got to find something I can do that with that will still allow me to. Actually, I think I might be able to do a thing of the deep, see if that works. Uh, I'll have to switch that out on my offhand, which means I won't be able to use the Grasp of the Dead as well. But that's okay. Maybe I can then switch out Grasp of the Dead and put Piranado in there to kind of try to get that group of um, mobbed up. So that's something I'm thinking about, going to work on, going to try that next and go from there. Um, I did pick up a legendary potion finally. I had been running with a regular potion forever. And so it's the bottomless potion of the diamond. So instantly instantly returns, restore 60% life and then resist gain increased resist by 90 for five seconds. So that's not bad, it's a pretty good deal. I'll take that. And just uh, kind of like overall stats on things. Uh, my damage is up to 733,000 doesn't sound like a lot, but with all the multipliers that I'm getting with Jade Harvester and Quetzalcoatl and, uh, you know, just like the rings and things like that, I'm actually able to really up that damage where I'm just wiping things out. Because the Ring of Emptiness is a great thing to use to go along with both my Quetzalcoatl, where Locust Swarm and Haunt deal uh, their damage in half the normal time. The Ring of Emptiness, I uh, had actually pretty good roll on it. I deal 99% increased damage to enemies affected by both my haunt and my locust swarm. So I'm really just able to kind of grab up a bunch of mobs. Just give it a few seconds where both um, my locust swarm and my haunt are hitting multiple mobs. Things are staying alive long enough so that they all do that. Run in there and, and smack them all down basically with soul harvest. Because what will happen with that is I'm using um, soul to waste currently for my soul harvest. Where I am actually able to gain five percent increased movement speed for each um, soul that I harvest, it's like woo, awesome! So uh, I'm like running through dungeons now and stuff. So it, I've got a pretty good rhythm going with it. It's just a matter of increasing, I think, the uh, radius of my pickup. So what else have I been doing in the game? Um, I've kind of held off on the bounties for a little bit. I'm still, I'm finding that I'm getting a few more drops doing like regular rifts and greater rifts than I am through bounties. So um, I just decided right now I'm just gonna keep doing that. So that way I can try to kind of augment my set a little bit. I found a couple of legendary ancient pieces but not anything that changed my build in any way that helps me out. Um, I do have a toughness of 7.7 million. I think it still needs to be higher. My recovery uh, is 873,000. Maybe that might also be kind of my contributing factor that keeps it a little bit difficult for me to keep pushing forward. Right now, also, all my Paragon points, I'm doing it as much as offensive damage abilities as possible, so. We'll see how things are going. Uh, I'm just going to continue to to move along and see what I can do, if I can push that final thing, because I want that little stick, man. So, and unfortunately, I just kind of have to either find another piece. I've got four-piece Lunamasa right now. Obviously, I need six pieces to work with that. And then I've got five pieces of Helltooth. So uh, all I need now is one more, and then along with the Ring of Royal Grandeur, it would bring it up to six pieces for me, which would be kind of cool because um, that's a different set of dungeons for me to try. So until I get something else, you know, I'm going to try that other thing with Jade Harvester. If that doesn't work, I'm also going to continue looking for another piece of Helltooth and then try that one. Who knows, I mean, we only, may only have a few more weeks. At least for me, I have another week and a half, and then I'm off to Chicago for two weeks. Um, so if the season ends anytime soon, I am uh, not going to be able to get that, which, you know, it's okay. It happens. You know, you try to do things um, on your own. Maybe uh, some of these other pets coming in 2.4.1 will be a little bit easier. So let's take a quick break here. Let's talk about Audible. Now, I'm a member of Audible myself, you can um, get Audible with a free 30-day trial at our affiliate link at bit.ly slash soulstone 2016 14.95 dollars uh, per month after the trial period. You receive one credit per month. One credit usually equals one audiobook. And there's over 180,000 titles to choose now. Personally, I've been using it. My family loves it. The boys, wife, we all end up using Audible because of the fact that we do two credits a month, like, it's twenty-two ninety-five, which is awesome. It's really cheap. Now they have the whole Harry Potter um, series, the, the original, read by Jim Dale, and uh, it's fantastic. So it's well worth it. Great production. Uh, there's a lot of other books out there, you know, a couple of, like, good zombie stories out there. Like, I love the World War Z version that they read. It's an all-star cast. That's been fun to, to listen to. I actually, I kind of listen to that one like once a year now because I, like I got a couple of years ago. Um, and it's so good every single time. I always find something different in it. So you you can find anything you'd like. To do who knows what genre like you enjoy. There's also um, Nate Kenyon, The Order on there that you can uh, listen to still. And again, you can get that at bit.ly/soulstone2016. Let's take a look at some of the Twitters. Uh, This is actually through last Monday, a couple days ago. And we've had some great conversations out there, some wonderful submissions by all of you. Again, we really appreciate it. If you uh, would like to send any other tweets along to us and be included in the show, definitely do that to at Shattered Stone on Twitter. Let's start with the first, the Alienationer. He tweeted to Shattered Stone, the Brazia. KSB Podcast, these changes in 2.4.1 are going to take their Garg Witch Doctor to the extreme. Now, I'll admit, I wasn't quite familiar with that because I haven't been running my Gargantuan for a while. So, for me, the build I've been using, don't really use a Gargantuan as kind of a mainstay. It's more about, hey, this is like my little pet that's going around hitting a few things. In that case, it's not a very strong build for me. But after researching some of it, I got a little bit more information. And thankfully, you know, thanks to the Alienationer kind of helping put point that out, I kind of found, like, ooh, if I could find a few items, that would make it really, really a strong build. So I'm glad to admit that I'm wrong. So a reply to that, Shattered Stone, this was from my point of view. Um, every once in a while, one of the other hosts will jump on and, and treat from the show. So said, at Shutterstone, to the Alienationer, at Brasia at KSB Podcast. How so? I did not see anything in the patch note that stuck out to me. Maybe I just missed it. As I mentioned, I did miss it because I wasn't thinking of the combination of how you use the Helltooth. And with that. So, Alienationer replied, at Shutterstone, at Debrasia, and at KSB Podcast. The Helltooth 6-piece damage uh, bonus increases from 900% to 1400% to a 500% increase in the amount of damage uh, from Hell 2's six-piece. Excuse me. Also, the Alienationer said, "You just heard episode 104 and surprised that I didn't know about that." He just finished a Greater 70 with it, and it's super strong. You know what? After reading into it, realizing what you uh, you're gonna need, it's actually pretty awesome. Uh, the Alienationer also had a second. Part to that tweet which is that it uses the health tooth set the short man's finger and the enforcer gem those guys hit like a truck they're the damage dealers so anybody who doesn't know the enforcer gem increases your pet damage so with that combined with the short man finger which basically takes your gargantuan and breaks them down into three little ones but they all are stronger than the original and then the health tooth now increasing damage done by you know, several different spells, including the Gargantuan going from 900 to 1400% uh, weapon damage. Oh my God. Yeah, that thing's going to hit like a truck. I mean, absolutely. You could run around with the three little uh, gargantuan's that are now like hitting stronger than just one of them and absolutely wrecking things. So that is something. If I can find it, I just found the Tall Man's Finger finally. Doesn't really help my build. But I did find it. So I'm hoping in the next week or so I might get lucky enough to find the short man's finger. And then I can kind of play around with that a little bit along with another piece of Helltooth. So going on beyond that, um, I tweeted back to the Alienationer and said, that explains a lot. I only have the Helltooth. And I usually research build based on items that I find at the time. I actually meant that I only had Jade Harvester and I only have a couple pieces of the Helltooth. Since I only had a couple pieces, I, didn't, I honestly haven't even read what it did for um six piece until the alienationer brought this up to me and so again thank you very much for doing that so some of the things to think about is you know look at what you have in your stash if you're somebody like me that i just pick up things and if it's you know shiny i stick it in my stash i look at it later you got to take some time to go back in there and do that some people are very methodical they look at it they remember everything they have on their character right now and they're saying oh i'm farming for this one specific item so in for my case, I'm going to be kind of farming looking for a Short Man's Finger as well as another piece of Helltooth. Another tweet from the uh, Alienationer as a reply to this whole conversation, is said to the Brazia, I think that one of the top builds on the leaderboard is a LON variation of the Garg Helltooth build. A ton of damage for sure. I'm going to have to agree with that. I mean, it's just the way that is it's um, set up and built. Uh, you are... Like wrecking everything. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to look forward to that when I can find those pieces. So, the alienationer has another tweet. Completely separate conversation. It says, at Shatterstone at KSB Podcast. All done. Finally, I can relax for the remainder of the season. Or maybe some PTR. And in it, it looks like he has achieved the Guardian uh, achievement. So, congratulations on that one, alienationer. Heck of a nice job getting that done. And it looks like you did that with your uh, not Witch Doctor. (laughs) I want to say Witch Doctor, but it was the uh, Demon Hunter, the picture on that one. So got a new portrait, all that. Really nice. Well done. We have another tweet from JNull1973 to at Shattered Stone. What do you think about Blizzard updating Diablo 2 with a new patch? And from the show at Shattered Stone to at Noel, 1973 I know a host who loves the updating of Diablo 2. Right, Lantonio? Anybody who's a fan of Diablo 2 and they're still working on some updates to it really makes them happy because it gives them an opportunity to say, you know what, Blizzard still knows it's a popular enough game that it's worth putting some resources to it. Now, the updates really aren't to change the game like give it more content or anything. Currently, it's more of a safety and security measure that they're doing to it to uh, make sure that you know players can trade safely. That uh, there's no like cheating and hacking going on with the online version of the game. So that that's a, I mean, it's a good thing. Is they're definitely at least they're still looking at it, still supporting it, which means maybe they might add some more to it later. So my friend Slug Nutty has a tweet of his own. Said at Shatterstone. If I finally completed my personal goal of Greater Rift 70 solo and not die, but do it over five minutes over the max time, did I achieve my personal goal? (laughs) Well, you know what? I think you can say technically you didn't die and you completed it. You didn't complete it in time, but you completed it still. So I guess technically if you were trying to complete 1170 and not die, you did it. Congratulations. Man, that was nice. Which would explain why Slug Nutty was running me around in Torment 10. <laughs> Great job. So, But I bet, you know, the way he's running, the way he's, uh, he plays his characters, he's going to definitely be there real soon. Hey, look who just uh, dialed in. It's Lantonio. Welcome to the party. I thought I was going to be running my rift so- solo tonight.
1: Yeah, I made it. I, uh, I got a little brain zapped and forgot what day it was i guess i was on the ball this morning um i had everything ready to go i know i emailed you guys everything i just didn't know if we were going to start at eight or nine and then um didn't matter i emailed anyway because i got really busy and left and totally forgot it was show day (laughs) and uh was like I just walked in the door about 10 minutes ago and I'm like oh no so I checked the email and it said you know what it said and I'm like I got to get on there and I, you know said to you that I was here so yep. hopped on you know got to get in at least better late than never you know so. absolutely i mean <laughs> sorry uh,
0: sorry guys uh, not a problem welcome to the show glad to have you um yeah. you know i was gotten to get dry mouth there running the show for about 20 minutes i'm like oh my god <laughs> because i mean at work i I basically am a trainer, so I'm up in front of the class for like six hours a day talking to start with, and I'm like, "Come home!" I'm like, you know, men only generally have about twenty thousand words they use in a day. I think I've already used them all. <laughs> but um, <laughs>
1: well, thanks for saving me there ah, for a, l- a few problem. minutes. <laughs>
0: it's all good. So, so yeah. So anyway, uh, I tell to- I was talking earlier to everybody basically that you know you were talking about how you played a bit more Diablo 2 versus. Diablo 3 and how um, you're kind of wondering if there is, like, why is it easier to meet people in Diablo 2 than it was in Diablo 3? And, I mean, from my own perspective, I already kind of told everybody in the audience, but it's more of a, I think technology and gaming has changed over that time period. I mean, Diablo 2, you really, in order to get in the game with people, you had to talk to them. And now in Diablo 3, you have the automatic match system for public games you don't need to talk to anybody you just go in do what you need to do and leave and it yep. feels like even though there's more advancement in technology there's uh, less advancement when it comes to socialization and games in general and i exactly. think that really shows right now
1: and that's one thing i think diablo 3 is missing that it we have to figure out some way to bring people together a little bit better yes we have communities yes we have clans but i mean for the most part if you don't Make yourself known or go to some streamers' clan or you know, a show clan or something that you with your buddies it's hard to like meet new people, mm-hmm. um, to me because that's not really advertised that much. I mean, yeah, you can go and find communities, but then people are shy and they don't really talk because there's no reason to talk, you know. Uh, but really quick, before I get started, I just want to tell everyone. First, sorry for, uh, we were tweeted on the show we were going to record on Sunday, but um, a couple different things happened. Um, I know on my end, my internet went down uh, magically around about 5 p.m. central and did not go back up until the next morning, so that ruined my whole day of playing and doing anything because I had planned on, oh, I know I'm a free day. let's go ahead, everyone was available, let's do a show tonight, and got all excited to do it. And my internet went down, so I'm like, oh, wonderful. And that's actually been kind of a reoccurring thing lately. It it hasn't been the best of connections, got some issues figured out, but I think it's going to be good now we are moving on. Um, But when I did talk about playing D2, that was actually for the previous show that I had missed, apologize for that too, (laughs) Um, but that was uh, lately now I've actually been playing a lot of D3 and i got a lot to talk about so I'm I'm excited to be here actually and talk about that I did not want to miss tonight for any reason so I'm glad that I was able to at least get in late Um,
0: yeah so what have you been doing
1: yeah so just to catch up since you brought that up about d2 i was gonna start there yeah i I had been playing a lot of d2 let's say let's like reverse time a little bit and pretend we're on the last show um i I hadn't really had a chance to play much diablo 3 i decided i had been watching some videos and stuff and i decided i really wanted to play diablo 2 some more and i had heard from a certain somebody that Uh, Diablo 2 had been patched again, so I got really excited because I was like, what? Diablo 2 patch?" I hadn't been paying attention, so I didn't realize that they patched it, and I'm like, after what, 15 years? They're still patching the game? That is insane. I mean, there's news blogs about it because it's so crazy that they're still supporting it, and that just shows how good that game is, right? So, um, Diablo fans went up for us, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But uh, anyway... The reason I was uh or let's just say what they did patch is was, you know, just some game fixes and stuff. It wasn't a content patch, but it's just you know, still pretty cool that they patched it. Oh yeah. But uh and I, I don't know if they did a season rollover yet right now or not, but I'm pretty sure there was one not that long ago anyway for Diablo Two. But I, I played that. Um, I didn't, like, go crazy online or anything at first because I felt like a big noob again because I haven't been playing in so long. And I, I didn't play. I just played softcore over there. I'm not a big fan of hardcore in Diablo 2 just because of server legs and, you know, the botting and the, um, all the issues with uh, uh, spam and stuff that goes on there nowadays because, yes, they do watch it, but it's not obviously watched nearly enough anymore, which it don't bother me. It's an old game but um not too long into it you know i just, i got a little caught up because i was kind of playing solo and just going slowly through it the first act uh, cuz i just started a new character and i did pick up a, a uh sorcerer so i could be uh have teleport when i get to 18 and like mf later on cuz you know i always have this this thing in my mind saying i'm going to go play and play and play and get back up and, you know, even though I'll probably play Diablo for a couple hours and then go back to Diablo 2 and not pick up Diablo or go back to Diablo 3 and not pick up Diablo 2 again for a while, but I have high hopes and dreams when I start playing anyway. So, Hmm. I, uh, anyway, I started a, a, like, a cold source slash lightning source. Like, when I I play Diablo 2 now, because you can respect your class and it's not so, you're not so dedicated right off the bat to what you have to do, um, I just kind of play the first, like, normal and Nightmare, just kind of like putting, you know, um, skill points and stats wherever I want or need them at that given time, because I know later on when I need to go fix it, I can. I can use a token or I can do a Den of Evil quest uh, for anyone that knows about it. to respect, you know, because when you get into like hell mode, you have to have specific builds that are synchronized correctly and synergize connect correctly. Otherwise, you're just not gonna like do anything to anybody and get spanked. And mm-hmm. you know, then I had to transition a little bit to knowing how to build a character rather than gear a character. Was yes, gear is very important in Diablo 2, but not nearly as important as in Diablo 3. So, right. Let's see. I think I made it as far as Act 2. And I made it to um, almost to Duriel on my own, pretty much. And that's when I had to start like doing some trading to move on because I wasn't finding anything and you know, since I was just playing it kinda of casually, I didn't think, you know, I'm gonna sit and gear out and try to find everything myself. I'll just go do some trading. And man do I love trading in Diablo two. It's just it's it's awesome. I I, I know Diablo three just won't work that way but, and, or Diablo 3 just won't work this way, but in Diablo 2, how it works is, you know, you find an item, and it's kind of like the, uh, bartering quest, like, you know, if you guys ever seen the show Barter Kings, like, you know, you start with a pencil, and you work way up to uh, a car, you know, (laughs) so, I start, usually, I see if I can find some kind of low-level set, because there's tons of sets in Diablo uh, 2, um, or some kind of, Rune that's a little bit high compared to any other runes. Something that's gonna help someone a little bit to trade up. So you you know you you go to your game maker and you put in. Let's see, I got I I had saved up a second set by then, and that's a really good set for like a new class or like not a new class, but starting a new character because like any class can use any item pretty much in the game. They're not a lot. It's not really like person specific in the in Diablo 2 like it is in Diablo 3 it's more like uh it does all skill points or you know like say you get an item instead of saying one to or one point to this specific spell it would which they do have something like that but you more have like one to all stat points or one to all defensive points you know so like every any character can use a lot of any items, or like certain items are good for every character. Yes, there's, there's class specifics as well, but it's there's a lot, there's also a lot of stuff that like every class can use. For instance, the Sigan set, like pretty much every class can use some portion of it. So that's a really good little small set to start out with. And the way it is right now, in like the um, I guess you would say the economy of, of D2, at least it worked for me. I don't know because I haven't played as much, but um. Like, you can get one high rune, which runes are pretty much the currency in Diablo 2, which, like, the... Called high runes, the ones that are the more rare to find. And you, like, trade a whole set for one high rune, right? So I would get one high rune, and that's, you know, it's... The high rune's worth more than the set, but if you wait long enough, you'll get that, you know? So I get that, and then I trade that for... Um, sometimes someone will give two high runes for one high rune because the one they want is the one you have but they you're not going to just trade even up unless they got a certain kind that you want uh, so in order to entice you to give you that one that maybe is a little more rare or whatever you know you trade and try to get something more for it that you can get more and eventually more and more and more yep. so i eventually traded up to where i needed a since the source can tell you and I didn't a lot of things people go for like enigma so that any character can tell you which is an armor that allows you to teleport um, But I needed like a good weapon and I was a cold source so I got like a fathom It's called a death fathom and it helps for cold sources really well So I traded up to like that for instance, but trade up to other stuff so I could move on but I realized when I was making a game is you put what you want, what you got, and then you put for what you want or just for trade, like in the description of the game. Yep. And then when people see games on the list of games, they'll see like, oh, a SIG and set for trade or a Sigan set for one HR or a SIG and set for this or that is, you know, for example. And then they come into your game and usually you got, you talk to each other and you show each other's screens because close like, like a little trade screen, kind of like in D2 or a D3, a little mm-hmm. bit different in D2. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of brings you, makes you talk to people because you have to talk to them to see what they have. Yes, there's quick trades where you're just like, W-U-G, what do you got? Show me what you have if there's anything interest that you have to get what you want. Stuff like that. But there's also, you know, um, hey that was really awesome that you gave me this for that appreciate it and then sometimes just because you're there you're just like hey what's up hey what are you doing um are you doing this can you doing that hey can you help me rush i noticed your guy looks really really strong you think you could rush me or i could rush you then afterward and just before you know it you're talking with this person that you added to your friends list which you met just because you're trading and bam you, you get good friends, people that you talk to forever and you help each other and you've never met them. I, I mean i got people on my friends list that that's how i met and I've been talking to them for years. I mean, I got someone I've known for 10 years. I actually met him now in real life and everything. Off just a, a little situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of feel like Diablo 3 doesn't have that, you know. Um, unless you already know the people. Or, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit easier for me, maybe YouTube to meet people since we do the show. And we kind of are recognized a little more. So people will come, like, to me. Yeah. Or at least listeners. But. Uh, I noticed that if i 'm playing like right now a lot of my listeners and stuff they 're playing softcore or whatever at least it feels this way this this season, mm-hmm. and i didn 't have a lot of people to play with in hardcore, so I was kind of realizing man i 'm doing a lot of solo this year or this season, and i 'm thinking, man, I wish there was a way I could like meet people more so I tried to get into public games, but really even when I did get into public games because there just don 't seem to be a lot at least of where I needed it to be anyway. Um, Because everyone's in T10 already, you know, (laughs) and I'm not. Right. So, because I died. But um, anyway, like, even when you get into a game, it seems like no one's really talking unless you were in a, uh, you know, like a chat service, like uh, Mumble or um, TeamSpeak or Ventril or something like that where you already know the people. But then, you know, they have to be on at the same time as you and everything else. But... I mean, it also does happen. I can't say it's never happened to me in Diablo 3, where, you know, somebody gives away a really good item and you're thankful for it, so you say, hey, awesome, cool, or they power level you and there's stuff like that. It just seems like it's harder to get that started, you know, and to find those people than it is in D2, so, yeah, you know, no, that, I, that's, I, I that's kind why. And you know, it, it seems there's a little bit more of a, well, actually, you know what? I'll stop myself. I was gonna say that there's kind of more like bully talk in Diablo 3 than there is in Diablo 2. But of course, in in a trading game, if in Diablo 2, if you try to show something that's not nearly worth what they're trying to trade for, they will totally destroy you as being a noob. So, <laughs> so true. I guess it can't. It, it goes both ways, but I don't know. It just. It's probably because I'm just know Diablo 2 better and you know stuff like that. But anyway, that's what I was doing in Diablo 2, just kind of playing, trading, and one other thing that's really cool is you, when you're waiting for like someone to come in to see your game, because since you can make those game names, which that would be cool to be able to title your games in Diablo 3 as well. Uh, if you're going to make them public um, yep. people kind of see what you're doing or, and want to join you and do that like yeah we have, have riffs, bounties, whatever in the Isle of 3 but there's a lot of other choices that we could say what we're doing like hey, um, tr- looking for transmogs or just chilling in town trying to meet people come on in and talk, play that would be cool to be able to write that down as a game name and then have people join your game based on what you call it, instead of just having to tag it, you know? I think that would be something that could be implemented without that much difficult, possibly. I don't know if that would be that hard or not, but...
0: Yeah, no, that sounds pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it'd be cool to be able to, when I mean, you open a public game, to name it, and, you know, since you're the the party leader or the game's host, you know, to host a game, stuff like that, but who knows? Maybe the interface is very difficult to uh, put in. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't make games, but it sounds cool (laughs) so so uh so yeah uh let's see what did i miss um yeah anyway while you're waiting to trade you go and like i would go and do what's called mf runs magic find runs or go do something that you need to do to progress in the game and you know then all of a sudden someone pops in your game and then you talk to them and do the trade and then you go back and Heck, you know, maybe after you trade with that person, you say, hey, you want to help me do this? Or you want to come with me to play with this? And maybe they'll be like, yeah, let's do it. So um, that's just, it's really fun to do it like that. And you just go so fast. And I don't know, I just, I'm a, I'm a D2 fanboy. So, you know, uh-huh. it's, it, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Diablo 3 fanboy as well, but probably more Diablo 2. So it's just, it's so much fun. Every time I get go back to it, I get stuck. But I, I can't say, wow, uh, now that I'm used to the graphics in Diablo 3 and you go back you're like is this what D2 really looked like? Right? You know <laughs> or is this the on the eyes? Yeah, and it really messes with the play, how you play because I'm so used to having 1 2 3 and 4 be like my spell hotkeys and or you know my skills and you know in Diablo 2 you have two main skills that you can use at once or you have your left hand and your right hand. And maybe the left hand can do a skill, or maybe it can only whack something. And the right hand can maybe do a spell, or maybe it can whap something, or throw something, or shoot something. But you can really only do two things at once, you know? And then you have to, like, set... If you want to use hotkeys, you can... But it's you got to kind of set that up yourself there's no serious like because you're two three and four button in diablo two if anyone doesn't know i'm sure everyone does but it's like your your potions and your belt for you where you put your potions and um i think you might be able to put like scrolls or something in there. that might have been diablo one but um yeah it's more diablo I. I can't i don't think there's anything else besides potions in diablo two that you can put into your belt maybe the choking gases and stuff if i remember right i'm not uh, sure I if you can so. put those in there or not
0: no go. those things you have to throw i think those have to be like a throwing item
1: yeah but you can put you know your stamina and your antidote potions so that yep. you, in your thawing potions anything that can help you be a potion wise you can go into your belt so and depending on the size of your belt is how many spots you have because it starts with i think you get one line and then if you put a belt on you get two lines if you put like a, a bigger belt on or like a more advanced belt you get three lines and then the most advanced belt is four lines, like a unique belt or something. Yep. Uh, depending on the unique belt, 'cause some like gold wrap is a, a highly unique belt and that only has three. So uh it's just however they designed it, you know. So um, but yeah, so that's what I did in D two when I could play D two. But uh, uh real quick before I go into D three, um have have you played D two like I can't remember. Were you ever into D2?
0: Oh yeah, for a while. I mean, that was kind of like uh, I think for a good year and a half or so. That was like my game. I played. Uh-huh. I never really played the online version because I'll be honest. When it was uh, it first came out early 2000, yeah. I really was not interested in playing anything online. Right. Um, Me neither at first. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I basically just played it solo, and then I found. Um, that there are different mod makers out there that that really mm-hmm. changed the world, created their own mods. Um, Correct. That I really enjoyed that because it was like, oh, you know, now I've got a different version of this game, and yes. like my favorite was the Zyl mod, mm-hmm. and I mean I just loved it because it was like it literally changed the monsters, it changed um, what you did in the game. It, it, it now took away the cap of you know like well, I think it was like a hundred levels or something. Uh, yeah 99 yeah 99 now i could go like up to a thousand if i wanted to so i just kept that'd be cool yeah that'd be really cool see i i personally
1: never really got into the mods i didn't really know how to use them or do them but Mm -hmm. i did other aspects that you know of the game like i started when i went from d2 to or d1 to d2 it was all solo and i was just like up in my room playing on my computer because all we had for internet in the house was on my parents computer And it was dial-up. So even when I could use that computer, I really didn't want to try to get online. It was like, meh. And um, so I played, I think, between a Druid and a Necromancer. I played those different classes offline. But I remember I would just... The game felt so huge when it came to being solo play. yeah. Because you don't rush through things. And to be able to advance, it takes so much time. Because the, the gear drop is as rare in that game as it is... And Diablo 3 Chocolate was when it first came out. That's how rare the drops can be, pretty much. I mean, maybe not quite that rare, but pretty close to that rare. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They are, I mean, there's items that I have, and I've played for 12 years, I think, at Diablo 2, that I've never found, never would find. Um, And there's different variations because of how random that drop itself can be after it's dropped. Yep. So, I think, like, certain drops have one in a uh, hundred million chance, and then to get it rolled the way you want it, it's like another one in a hundred million millions chance, and, you know, it's just crazy, because only certain monsters can drop certain things, too, so you have to kill that monster a billion times to get it, and it's just it's nuts that's why people would bought that game because it's just impossible to find anything otherwise you know (laughs) um i mean you you do find stuff but it's not like in diablo 3 where you feel like at least nowadays anyway where you feel like hey if i'm gonna go for this set i'm gonna find this set In diablo 2 unless you trade you are not gonna find that whole set by yourself it is yeah. so doubtful i mean a second set like a low like an early game set stuff like that yeah you're gonna find that but you're gonna find that same second set whether you're playing normal or hell you're not gonna really very often find like a train ghoul set or tell rasha set or an ik set you do find those but you find certain parts of that set more often and then there's that one part of the set that's extremely rare that if you do find you're extremely lucky but if you find one that's good then you're like beyond lucky so okay. it always seems like it's that one spot or that one item so back when I was playing solo with Diablo 2 um, I remember I found Trangul piece a couple of times and uh, for the Necromancer and that's the one where you actually change if you get the whole set you'll change into a uh, um, a death ghoul and uh I think it's what they're called death ghouls and anyway um but I had played my entire like solo career it took me to find all but like two of the items and I could never find it and I remember the whole reason I was I what I ended up doing was going online to be able to find those items um it was one of the reasons i went online because i went to a buddy's and he'd had all this stuff but i found out he was using trainers and everything to get it because it's like to adjust his drop rates and everything yep. for like there would be more realistic to so a solo play um yeah he cheated to get it i guess you could say but what he did is kind of feel like he wasn't cheating as much because he only wanted to play solo is he'd raise like drop rates from like one in a million to like one in a thousand you know yeah that's a huge difference but he still has to go out and find it and loot it and you know and do stuff and there's so many different items that it still would be a drop rate but he showed me how to do that eventually before i went on the online and since i was playing solo i thought okay we'll try that so this is kind of my modding career i guess you could say and yep. i finally got to use these items and like a set item which i thought was so cool i thought like if you had set like a full set you were had the best items in the game you were just the coolest you know, <laughs> and I come Definitely. to realize that like us, you can that set that's that rare. If you have that full set, you still aren't gonna beat hell, hell mode. You know, like you're gonna get smashed. Yeah, you'll beat nightmare, which is awesome, but if you have a full set of, like triangles, um, necromancer gear, you can probably slow play hell, but you're not gonna be any kind of fast runner. Um, to really be good in hell and Diablo, you have to have. The, the rune words and the very, very rare uniques um, that kind of synchronize those rune words that you put on, pretty much, and those skills, because you want to be able to basically buff certain skills, because each skill only can be, in Diablo 2, can only have um, like 20 points added to it, right. you know, before it goes on. But by adding skills with items, you can go past the cap, and mm-hmm. those caps have to be like almost doubled to be able to really beat anything in hell um depending on what you're using uh for the longest time in hell there's uh they like every monster had one to two immunities so if you're a cold person you're gonna eventually run into people that you can't kill because they're cold immune and and then you gotta have something that can really really slowly kill them which is a pain or you're gonna have there's a lot of stuff there's other ways to break those skills but that's way too much talking um but then if you're you know like fire so on and so forth they all have their immunities but there was one immunity that like pretty much there didn't exist which was called magic immunity yep and that was for the paladin hammers so everybody decided to be like hammered in because hammers could kill anything like there was no immunity for it for 13 years i think there was no immunity for hammers so once you built the hammered in if you had it which was pretty easy to build and it actually you could build a really strong hammered in without the best of gear too um you could pretty much kill anything and everything so that's what everybody used however like all the other resistances like everything besides cold poison fire physical all whatever all that stuff could all be broken by using um this weapon called uh, or this um, spell i forget what it's called but you could get a weapon on a conviction i believe what it was and it would lower the resistance of monsters by like 50 percent so that it would break the because if a monster says immune to this they are immune to that so what you'd have to do is bring the resistances down enough so that their immunity would go away and then you could kill them and um i forget what the item was but it was like a pole arm rune word that you could make I think it was called Infinity, if I remember right, and lots of people would put it on their followers so that their follower would have like this aura that would go on to monsters and it would break their um, uh, break their immunity. So like when you're source, you could shoot lightning at them. But for yep. some reason cold could not be broken down. Uh, couldn't you can't get if a monster had cold, I don't know if they just had so much cold res in the mm-hmm. game, but there's no way to break cold res. Uh, At least not I know of. I've never seen it broke. I don't think it could be broke. If someone knows better than I do or if it's changed and you know that, go ahead and email me and let me know that because I have never been able to break cold res (laughs) in hell mode, that is. So it would be a pain because cold sources are like the awesomest thing to used for like magic finding in hell and like to zip around but you can only kill certain guys with it but luckily like the main bosses don't have cold res so you could go kill like mephisto a hundred times and not have to worry about a cold res guy uh, or him anyway maybe someone around him was cold res so you'd be have to watch out for that guy but i don't think diablo was cold res no. Uh, a lot of people around him was, but anyway, you do those runs like Bale and everything. Uh, you couldn't; it'd be hard to get to Bale because some of his minions were cold res, you know. So, right. you had to use something like lightning or fire that could be broken, or the magic. Well, finally they patched it and made a magic community. So now even the hammers have uh, a a broken or something that can't be hurt. Um, but the hammers are still so strong that I think they can actually break it without even dropping the immunity. So, But mm-hmm. that's that's a long story. So I mean, I'm already going on forever about it.
0: So, yeah. so um, <sighs> what about Diablo 3? I mean, uh, yeah, have talked about like half hour now on Diablo 2.
1: <laughs> I can't believe it. I told you I had a lot to talk about. So yeah, I was going <laughs>
0: to say you definitely did. So like, so, what have you been doing with the Diablo 3, though?
1: Okay, so transitioning into Diablo 3... Um, my internet was working better, so I thought, you know what? I haven't been on Diablo III since I died for the most part, and I'm hoping uh, that people wasn't thinking that like I was salty about dying and gave up because I lost. It was my first ever 70 plus character to die, oh, and wow. um, so like, and I've done hardcore for like every season before seasons came out. I, I'm not gonna say it's my first ever uh, max level hardcore character because back in Chocolate, I lost one double 60 max before reaper of souls came out yeah but it wasn't that big of a loss i mean it was just a uh, like a spin to win barb and like whatever you know or a ren barb i think at the time actually so wasn't too bad but up until now you know i haven't really been someone that pushes g riffs though and stuff that's kind of how i ended up probably didn't die and i never really pushed my really far into things but I usually would wait until I can stomp something, and then I move on pretty, you know, I guess I would say safely, you know? Yep. Um, but I can't remember if I told this on the show or not when I died. What I what happened was, you know what, I think I did, so I won't talk long about it. I went to, I was doing T10 uh, because I was, like, crushing T8 and pretty much crushing T9, and I oh, wasn't yeah. having, like, any problems in T10, really. I had to go kind of slow, or I could get beat up if I wasn't paying attention, but um, I was doing Act 5 bounties, and I got to, had to do Adria, and I was perfectly fine until I got to Adria, and, for, and I had an Invoker set on, so I was Thorns guy and with my um, Crusader, and I don't know what happened, if it was glitched still or what, because I actually heard that Adria's bounty is glitched, and I don't know if this is why, or still. Or if that was a long time ago, or what? Because um, actually, Nevik had posted in our clan uh, something about uh, Adria Bounty, and I don't know if how old that was though. I didn't look. Uh, That's been but, it for a little while. Yeah, but I couldn't hurt Adria at all. I don't know. I think it might be because um, with thorns damage, you obviously have to be being hit, you know, to hurt them. Uh, but I wasn't procking like my block chance and everything up enough. With her single being single targeted based on the amount of damage she does as well, so I just couldn't keep up or something. But as right. soon as I went into her, I couldn't kill or hurt her at all, and I'm like, oh crap, because I know darn well that I don't actually I don't know. Do they still rage? Do the they still enrage after some uh, amount of time?
0: Some of them do. I'm not sure she does though.
1: Yeah, but either way, I knew that if I couldn't get out of here, I was gonna die well, she, you know, she puts all those blood things out all over the place, there was oh no way and you can't teleport, so it's either exit the game and see if you can live that 10 seconds, right? Or unplug the game and see if you live, you know? Or unplug the yep. computer, I mean, and I didn't want to unplug the computer, because I got like a, a power source that's on the verge getting, uh, dying, and I, I don't want to have to repair it, you know? So right. if you just, like, pull it from the wall, I could end up zapping it, but i kept trying to exit out but i noticed my guy would die and my first time i procced my death uh i was like "Uh oh you know because i had to run around with indestructible procced right yep so i'm like i can't die again you know or i'm or i'm done for so by then though at the after that the ground was so loaded with adria's little blood things that i couldn't move and she would just keep to me and I procked again and before I know it I procked again with uh, Prophet or Akira's Champions Prophet because that's yep. like another cheat death and I was dead I'm like I know it I'm dying I can't do nothing about it I had my game paused for who knows how long just debating what I could do but I'm like I'm dead there, there's nothing I can do and it, it felt horrible because I knew it was my own fault for going in there but I couldn't believe that it was hurting me so much and that I couldn't hurt her at all you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like her health didn't drop one bit, and I had, yeah, that I mean, wasn't fair at all. My th- my Thorns damage was huge, so I don't know if something happened or what. But really quick, I'm gonna plug in my headset, and my headset's beeping. I have a wireless headset, Berja, oh, yeah. so Go it. it's gonna die if I don't plug in it in one second.
0: Sorry. Yeah, not a problem. So I mean, that's it's kind of pretty rough. It's um, you know, it, it, obviously it's still somewhat bugged there, you know, and last season, I, I definitely lost like, what, three or four hardcore characters. So, yeah, you know, the fact that you've gone this long without losing one, it, right. that's pretty darn good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm i not gonna lie, I have, or not gonna say that I've never done anything risky, and I'm not gonna lie and say that I, I take a lot of risks, but I definitely could have died before, you know, I've procked plenty of times, I just tried not to die. <laughs> really, really hard, you know? Exactly. Uh, so, because i really really didn't want to lose a character but i just i'm not whining but i really felt like i got gypped a little bit on this one so i was a little salty but not like i'm not gonna quit you know i'm not gonna stop playing hardcore you know i i love that rush of when you proc i do you get that heart rush and you're just like oh (laughs) so um anyway when i got back to playing the game i decided uh i have tons of gear saved up um uh, i didn't yep. have another invoker set or anything but i had pretty much a whole set of the secret of the light i have some acaras champions set i had some rondel set i just had a lot of mixture of different stuff right um mm-hmm. the only thing I, I did lose like all my i had like three gems at 25 um that i lost uh legendary gems and i hadn't really gone for any other gems so kind of lost my gems I had a really good um, follower setup, uh, you know, with the can't die and um, the freezing weapons and stuff that you, you know, like—you freeze someone and then you do like ten thousand percent damage or something to them yep. with, the, with the shield or Kanju sword or whatever it's called. But so I lost all that, and I just gotten like this insanely good pig sticker too. <laughs> uh, and I—if you guys listen to the show, which is the night I died—I think it's two shows back now. I, I, on the show or right after the show, I had just found that when we were still recording, I think, and oh, mentioned cool. it during that show. So yeah. anyway, I did that. But uh, so I, I made a new character and another crusader, of course, um, leveled her up to because I used a the female crusader and I leveled, I named her Babs after my fiance, <laughs> um, <laughs> Mandy, but her nickname is Babs. So I named her Babs and then I got her to 70 with some help. Um, I can't remember which clan member helped me. It was a listener. I think it was uh, Anti Star was the name, oh, if I remember and, right.
0: yeah, Anti Star.
1: I'd have to look on uh, my on the list on her list, but mm-hmm. I think it was Anti Star. He plays hardcore, I believe. Um, but anyway, he got me most of the way, and um, I'll give credit to anybody else who I don't remember helped me uh, power level. But just power leveled them to 70. Put on a bunch of just Leftover gear that I had at first, and thought, okay, what can I do? So I played a little bit just with what I had. I couldn't do more than like Torment 2 because I just kind of stunk. I didn't know how to build a character right now. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Um, I looked into my uh, in my sets that I had because I hadn't put a set on yet or anything. Right. And I'm like, okay, well I have three pieces of the Secret of Light. So that, let's see, what does that do? That's hammers, okay. And then mm-hmm. I looked at Roland's and I'm like, that's the Shield Bash slash Swap attack or sweep attack, and I'm like, I've done that one time. I didn't really like that that much. It was good, but there's a lot of lot of items you need to really make it, like a lot of high-end items or gear. Like I don't really want to work with that right now, so because I won't be able to move advance very quickly. And then I also, I uh, see I had like two pieces of invoker, so uh, you know, like, uh, I just lost all that thorn stuff that was so good. It took me forever to find. I don't know if I want to do that exact same thing over again this season. So I'm like, you know what, I, I, I really want to try hammers, because that reminds me of the Alvo 2 and the Paladin, the Hammerdin' build. So I decided to go with the Seeker of Light build, um, or set, and I had three of the pieces. And I started playing, and shortly after I found like a couple duplicate pieces, so I saved up Crafting mats to use the cube to try to get the other ones. you know. Yep. And eventually I, I got all the pieces, so I have my six-piece or a five-piece with... Um, with the ring of royal grandeur Um, but I can go either way depending on how I use it so I got that and I'm just going to look at my online at my gear so I can tell you what I use on him but let's see yeah it's called the secret light the shoulders are called mountain of light let's see I have the shoulders I have the chest piece I use the, um, the gloves and pants and the boots now I know on the hammer pants you're supposed to wear like hammer jammers but i have them in my cube at the moment because i got a really low roll on those if i remember right and they had to like i had to cube them because i just couldn't wear them or they were like a low level or something like that yep um i got uh i just found a stone of jordan the other night um uh, while playing which i didn't have that at first but basically like i said i decided you do a hammer before okay but I, I decided, once I decided to do the hammers, I had to play for a long time to gear up because I didn't have, like, any of the extra gear or really know how to play it or how to build it. So I looked up, like, how to build it and found a really good build and that I I looked like I would enjoy and started, like, trying to find everything that build said and get better, right? So just, you know, a bunch of the finding, just to make the story short, you know, a bunch of bounty runs, a bunch of rift runs. To make a long story short, this is where I ended up. And then... I got like a Stone of Jordan, which I just found last night, and it seemed to be better than what I had. With and I'll tell you the roll here in a second. On my other ring, I'm just using a Bull Cathro's Wedding Band because
0: it's. Oh yeah, it's got I like the, that actually.
1: Yeah, it, it. I don't know how much it procs because it says it drains life from enemies around you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really see it that much, but I, you know, it rolled really, really good. So that's why I'm using it. I I got strength, crit chance, crit damage, open socket. And the crit damage is maxed at five or fifty percent. The crit chance is four and a half. The strength is four fifty or four forty nine, and then it had a socket. um, So all I really need to do is roll the crit chance up to six if I want to try to do that, eventually, you know. Exactly. Um, And then my stone of Jordan rolled insanely good as well. I got the thirty percent elite damage. Mm -hmm. Um, I got uh, the strength on it, and I had if I wanted to use it. 20% 20% physical damage uh, but I don't use physical damage I use holy damage on the, on the hammers so I turned that I started rolling that and I got like 35% crit damage to, for now um, that good. but that's also got a socket too so that rolled yeah. pretty good to start with mm-hmm. um, and I think like I said because stone of Jorgen's are really good because of the increased elite damage if I remember right so I said that, that rolled pretty good, but um, for the gems in those, I'm using Bane of the Stricken, Bane of the Trapped, and then I also use uh, when, if I have a socket in my amulet, I would use uh, Gogok of Go, Swiftness. Um, so those oh, are yeah. the three gems I use. I That's got, familiar. yeah, I, I mean, Bane of the Trapped, everybody uses, you know, because of the extra damage boost. I I, I don't think there's a build that doesn't really use it for the most part. Yep. Yeah, so, and I just finally got all my gems and started leveling them up, by the way. Um, Like, Bane of the Stricken is one of the first ones I found, so that one's level 25. I just got it to level 25, though. Uh, So that was, like I said, I've been playing a lot. (laughs) But I just got that one to level 25, so it does the extra 25% increased damage to the Rift bosses and, I guess, Rift Guardians, or other bosses, against bosses and Rift Guardians. Yeah, it was funny
0: because before you uh, joined the call, I was talking about what I have on my character and right. um, the gems. That two of those are ones that I use: the, the Bane of the uh, Stricken and also the um, uh, Bane of the Trapped. No, not actually. I don't even. Gagok of G- G- Swiftness. Yeah, the Gogok of Swiftness. Oh, mm-hmm. Gogak—is
1: that how it's pronounced? Okay, yep. I wasn't sure. Oop, excuse me, there you wasn't go. <laughs> it wasn't positive. Um, I did have. Uh, or what you call it a six piece going on at the moment um yeah. of the secret light set but I just changed to the five piece um and I'm using a ring of royal grandeur in my cube because mm-hmm. I, I looted a Leoric's crown that was really nice it's I believe it's I can't remember I think I got ancient it was either ancient here or ancient on softcore, but uh, I think it's my hardcore one but I got uh, like strength fit in the high 600s and then um I think my crit... I think I rolled... I might have rolled crit chance. I know I, I have it on there now because yep. I i did it, but... Um, and then I had a socket, so I put cooldown reduction in it, but um, with the orcs crown, you get the extra... I think it's... Not, yeah, it's 92%. So... Right. So that's what I'm using now because I have the grandeur. Otherwise, if I don't use the Ring of Royal grandeur in my cube, then I just use the secret light crown. But I did find an Ancient Traveler's Pledge, which on a hammer build you want to use the uh, Endless Walk set which is the Traveler's Pledge and Compass Roads uh, and what that does is while moving damage taken is reduced up to 50 percent and then when you're standing still damage increased up to 100 percent so when you're moving you're you know to change your like get through guys and your hammers and stuff um, you don't get hurt as much and then obviously when you're sitting there blasting hammers it's way stronger so it's an awesome set to have um, now It's hard for me, because I don't have a compass rose yet, but it's going to be really hard for me once I do to figure out what to get rid of. Now, if I'd want to get rid of, like, my Stone of Jordan or my uh, bullcaster's Wedding Band, because they both have such high crit damage, crit chance, strength Mm -hmm. on them. They're such good rolls. So it's going to be really hard to get rid of that. I don't know. Um, Bridge, do you know if you cube a set piece, does that count towards your set or No. No, no. It doesn't? So if I put, like, Compass Rose in the cube, it, you can't do that, can you?
0: No, no. Not that way. You can't extract the uh, powers like you would. Right.
1: I didn't think it would. To not, like, extract it, but just to, like, so it's there, and then it would show that you have two. Yeah, okay. I, that's what yeah, I thought. No, no. I don't know what
0: <laughs> I was thinking
1: there. But uh, I. so what I'm going to have to do is, obviously, like, put something else in the cube or something. Because the only, like, rings I have in the cube right now are... Uh, convention Elements and uh, Ring of Royal Granger. And yep. I think I have like some of those uh, prevent damage and then heal f- instead for like arcane and lightning for amulets. But I wanted to use the Leoric's Crown so I put the six p- or I put the Ring of Royal Granger on for now to get some better cooldown reduction until I get some better gear. Uh, uh-huh. Because certain things I'm running out of and I'll explain that in a minute when I tell the actual setup. But like uh What was I going to say? I I have a lot of debate on using, like, conventional elements compared to, like, something else. Because it seems like um, when I'm in a party, conventional elements helps better than when I'm solo. Uh, I'm looking for the Obsidian Ring of the Zodiac, uh, but I haven't found it yet. Of course, that's, like, a ring I always would find, right? And now that I want to find it, I won't find it. And I should have cubed it back when I had it. Um, but I, I, I lost it on the old, on an old character that I think on the character I died, I lost it. So, or I don't know why, but I I feel like I had one in my inventory or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it was a different season, but the reason I want that is because like every time I think you hit with primary resource or something like that, you get a, a second cooldown and all your cooldowns goes down like a second or something, or you get a cool or cooldown reduction percent every time you hit one of the two so it'll make my cooldowns extremely fast and i have a lot of stuff that's based on cooldowns in my build so that would be huge uh i'm supposed to have bracers that uh, make it so that my hammers cost no resource if i hit less than three people and i haven't been able to get that uh at level 70 or higher yet um, so I'm using Reaper Wraps because I run out of freaking resource like crazy with this build because you're always shooting hammers. Like I don't use a, a primary um, uh, offensive skill. I just use uh, the resource spinning skill as my like left click, you know. Yep. So, but I got decent Reaper Wraps. They're uh, 19% holy damage, strength fit, and crit chance at six. So they're they're pretty decent Reaper Wraps. Um, oh, that's good. The belt i finally found the better belt uh, for my build i use sacred harness it's got um strength fit res and life percent on it for the stats and then also for the secondary increased gold by or like a yard pickup but who cares about that um, yep. but is what's awesome about this is uh is the perk it gives you it says um, judgment gains the effect of debilitate rune and is cast at your landing location when casting Uh, falling sword so what i didn't tell you guys is that when on the secret of the light set um Mm -hmm. you have blessed hammer damage basically as well as uh falling sword damage and like um what do you call it uh damage reduction and damage upgrade so like this Uh, the two-piece bonus is every use of blessed hammer that hits an enemy reduces the cooldown of falling sword and provoke by one second um i don't use provoke so that really doesn't matter but you can use provoke if you want to Um, maybe in like higher greater rifts or if you're pushing yourself and you need some more defense or anything like that you can use provoke uh instead of like maybe instead of um steed charge because you don't need to like really run through you know you could um use provoked either which depending on the rune, you know if you want blah blah, blah but I don't really use it. so uh, yeah. but anyway, the fourth piece set is you take 50% less damage for eight seconds after landing with falling sword. So every time I cast falling sword, I get 50% damage reduction, right So I'm casting falling sword a lot so that belt helps me cast judgment. Which, Judgment, what it does, for anyone who doesn't know, is when you pass Judgment on all enemies within 20 yards of a targeted location, you immobilize them in place for 6 seconds. And then I use the Rune Resolved, which makes you have 20% increased critical hit chance to any of those people as well. So nice. Yeah, so, I mean, and then it also gets the Debilitate Rune for Judgment. And I can't remember what Debilitate does I'd have to look on the game actually to to do it, but I can pop in there quick because I do have it on and check when that loads up. Um, I think what the De- the does is something that makes like hurts enemies like speed. I think like does their like lowers their attack speed and, and movement speed maybe. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense.
1: I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So. But basically, so every time I use Falling Sword, I get to uh, it judge, it put Judgment on stuff. So mm-hmm. it makes me have 20% increased crit chance all the time because I'm always casting Falling Sword as soon as the cooldown goes away. It's 30 second cooldown, but I have so much like cooldown reduction and other stuff that helps the cooldowns that I'm casting it like all the time. Um, oh, that's but, pretty cool. Right. And then, like, the six-piece, though, you get 500% more damage on your falling sword as well, which it's, like, a 1,700% damage as is um, mm-hmm. for, like, 14 yards around you. So you just, like, destroy stuff. Uh, it doesn't... It actually. It's more really more of a mobile skill. It sounds like it would do a lot of damage, but it's more of, like, a mobile skill. Um, and then use your hammers after that because, I don't know, like, I don't feel like... When you're doing that much damage with a falling sword, you feel like once you smash down on something, you would just destroy it, right? But right. it doesn't really destroy it. What it does is it casts the judgment really and does all the the buffing to a guy so that when you yep. hammer them, they like just get destroyed, right? They just
0: oh okay. Instantly. So the combination the yeah, course. the
1: combinations like just instantly destroy it because I use rapid descent on my falling sword, so it means that yeah. I uh, the cooldown goes uh, goes down by um, one second for each enemy you hit up to uh as long as you don't go below 10 seconds so you got to have at least a 10 second cooldown and then you get like a five second cooldown because of the cooldown reduction so it, it's pretty cool you get to use it a lot uh, mm-hmm. but uh since i was talking about judgment judgment's also one of the skills that i use normally um yep. so not only do i cast judgment when i do falling stored but then i have another judgment i can cast um whenever i want so that's that way you can kind of Do them like time it so that you can always be casting judgment based on like you you cast the one with falling sword and then you can cast again somewhere else in case like a second elite pack shows up or a big pack of uh, trash mobs in your way and and then it it basically makes trash mobs one hit or and like and and honestly and elites turns them into a one hit Um, so you 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 normally be taking like having to hit them for a while if you judgment them. It just, I've never used the skill and that's why I'm kind of excited to talk about it because yeah. I, I've never used it because I thought that's kind of dumb you know <laughs> passing judgment on mm-hmm. people but then I didn't realize how insanely strong it makes you and it just like you destroy everything instantly Like I'm one hitting um, I, I just did a greater of 35 and for yep. me that was, I was kind of pushing that is where I'm kind of at right now because I can like one shot everything but for some reason oh, my beautiful. guy is still kind of squishy
0: so, yeah, you, don't, you don't want yeah. to tempt that too much, especially in hardcore.
1: Right. It's weird because, like, I don't get hurt, I don't get hurt, but then that one time, like, my cooldowns are messed up, you know, and I'm, like, everything is on cooldown. Yep. I get hit, I get hit, I get hit, and before I know it, I, I've proc Indestructible like 20 times. I don't know why <laughs> I proc it, so I just get hit all of a sudden, something just smashes me. I don't know if my. I think my res might be a little too low or something. I mean, I have. Uh, like 16 million toughness or something like that, but it's I just not as high as it should be. I guess you know, but there is a lot of gear that I still need that would help my running out of resource and would help my running out of cooldown, so I wouldn't be in those situations. Because as long as I'm not out of my cooldown, I'm fine. You know, um, mm-hmm. I can pretty much destroy everything. But uh, real quick to finish up the build or the items build um, yep. right now, I've I need one of the items which I need severely is a, a shield um, right now I'm just using the best shield I could find which happened to be a Lidless wall it's just a basic shield but it's got really good stats it's got uh, like 20% holy skill damage I think and um, no 18% sorry and then it's got uh, strength bit and then nine and a half crit chance um, I was using another shield that gives me like blessed hammer damage I'd have to re- um, what was it called guardian of Johanna. But, of course, I got one that had a horrible roll. I I mean, it just, it was garbage. It had no crit chance. It had, like, no vit. It just was really bad roll. So I cubed that, and I'm using that as my weapon for my cube weapon. um, Because shields are weapons with Crusaders. And that does blessed hammer damage increased by 200, 250%. Or so it does 250% damage for the first three enemies hit with your blessed hammers. So that's the shield you wanna actually have
0: mm-hmm.
1: on your guy, but I'm using it on my cube because it's better. Um oh, at right. the moment. And another thing is I got a really good weapon, but I also this is the weapon that I should have in the cube. Or hm I think this is the weapon I should have in the cube. It's either this way or the other way around. But there's two weapons you need with the hammer build that you can use. And one of them is the Blessed Hammer gains the effect of the Dominion Rune which is with uh, Justinian's Mercy. It's a one-handed Crusader Flare. Okay. And uh, what that does is the Dominion Rune allows your hammers to um, go with you as you move. So if I oh, move, okay. the hammers are circling around me and they come with me, if I remember right.
0: Yeah, that's double, really cool.
1: Uh, yeah, I can double-check that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Cause, yeah. Uh, The hammers that I use, I use the limitless hammers, and um, that's whenever a hammer hits uh, an enemy, there's a 50% chance another hammer will be created in the location where the enemy was hit. So Hmm. not only do they they keep creating, uh, they're also staying with me as I move. So that way I can hit multiple ones and get more to spawn at the same time. Um, Yeah, that's
0: really neat. Yeah, I like that.
1: And it's not like an ancient weapon or anything right now. It just has, like, 2135 DPS. it got strength on it, um, had a socket, and I think I I get, uh, like, a thousand life per wrath spent. But since, you know, when you're spending so much wrath constantly, it actually is quite a bit of life. But uh, I'm not sure what the weapon is called. But there is a a weapon that has a perk that gives your Blast Hammers uh, up to 100% more attack speed. And I'm not sure if it's always 100% attack speed or if it's up to 100% more attack speed. I think it's up to. So because it's up to, that would be the one I'd want in my cube eventually. And then I'd want that shield, uh, once I find the shield, plus get a good roll, of course. Um, That's what I would want on my offhand, if possible. Uh, pretty good
0: i mean it's it's quite an extensive look at the uh, crusader that you have
1: yeah it's i mean this i never realized how like much hammer stuff there was and i I think a lot of this stuff is new so that's why i'm building it and it's i'm just having a ton of fun with it because it reminds me of d2 so much and it does feel really 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 powerful and i feel like i have so much more room to improve and the fact that i'm already at like t8 with this build um mm-hmm. is surprising to me i mean i'm killing everything i honestly i can kill everything in t9 t10 because i went with people in those in games and i had no problem killing but i'm just too squishy to really want to be in there because i'll get one shot um if i get hit the right. wrong way so i don't want to go go into that but uh, like I said before, I got hammer jammers on my armor, and then I have ring of royal grandeur on my ring, or conventional elements, depending on which way I switch that around. And just so anyone doesn't know, really fast, the hammer jammers give enemies three or 400% increased damage from your blessed hammer for 10 seconds after you hit them with blind, immobilized, eyes, or stun. So remember back when I said you judge the enemies, and they get all get immobilized. Yep. So every single time I'm judged, enemies, there's another. There's 400% from the hammer, jammer pants, 400% damage to the blessed hammers, and then you get 1,250% more damage, and this is all multiplicative, if I remember right, uh, with damage, right? Or is it additive?
0: Uh, I think it's additive.
1: Okay, uh, either one, either way, this is extremely high, right? For blessed mm-hmm. hammers, so we got 400, 1,200, and then the shield has up to 250%, so, and then you got your your let's see
0: okay let's not do math because i'm i'm getting lost here <laughs> i'm not trying to do math i'm just doing like a rough estimate like Don't putting it all together out. like
1: i'm gonna say how big is that <laughs> right
0: it's uh, so, huge yeah it's humongous
1: man it's humongous that's
0: what she said <laughs>
1: dang straight <laughs> so so i mean that's pretty much the the the, the items you use and the build is blessed hammer judgment iron skin falling sword And Akarat's Champion. Um, And then you can use Steed Charge for movement or provoke. Uh, The passes are indestructible if you're in hardcore. Or or softcore if you don't want to die. It's easy. Uh, Blunt, uh, Fervor, and Finery. Uh, Blunt gives you 20% more hammer damage. Um, Fervor gives you your one-handed 15% more attack speed and um, 15% cooldown reduction. And then Finery is... 1.5% uh, strength for every gem socketed in your item. So you want to have a lot of open sockets in your gear, and a lot of, or a lot of gems in your gear because you get that much yep. more strength. So that's the build. Um, got wow. a lot of room to work. So <laughs> and that's obviously really cool. You can hear all the items and stuff that I've done to it. So I've been playing a lot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can tell. Um, so, like, uh, an hour later, we can get back to the tweets, if you like. <laughs> yeah, we can tell you. The truth. Yeah, Yeah, like, take a breath, take a breath. I'll, I'll take these next couple of tweets, and then I'll let you get on with the questions of the show from the last one, and we can kind of do that. Okay. You've got to stop me, aren't you? Yeah, I've got to stop you, only because it's kind of like, you know... Uh, I wanna go to bed tomorrow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me let me close it out like us well. Only go in one more and thirty more seconds, I promise. All right. but just so all right. everyone knows and I give credit where credit's due, uh, Jesse helped me start a softcore character and uh and then Smitty between them two. I started a softcore crusader as well that I just played and leveled. Um within like two hours we were up to I think I got almost a hundred paragon on, on that guy. Oh
0: wow. Uh, which
1: is insane. And then like all the gear I can go I have to go through it. Um, but I also have a, a another Crusader that I put that Roland set on, and extra gear. So I got a, a Roland set Crusader, and oh, cool. yeah. And I've I, I thought when all the time I've played, I, I picked up uh, almost an entire Thorn set as well. So I have a, a Thorn's Crusader I'm gonna make as well to throw the Thorn set on. Um, but I just gotta get him leveled up, and then he'll pretty much have the whole set. But uh, those ones are just my you know my alts. So. Just oh, want nice. to say that but I want to give the credit to Jesse and Schmidt and um, a couple of our listeners for helping me out with everything that they helped me out with and I appreciate that. So
0: what an awesome uh, clan that we have. Yeah. Hold, yeah, they I'll brought
1: me go. from Paragon 130 in hardcore to 230 um, since last show.
0: Wow. That and, uh, pretty so, good push
1: yeah so that was that was actually all in one day it was like last Friday I played all day long and mm-hmm. I did it all in one day like hundred paragons in hardcore nice. so that was pretty that was pretty good for me
0: <laughs> that was pretty awesome
1: so, so anyway where were we on them tweets anyway I think you showed me here
0: <laughs> yeah like uh, we're gonna pick up with Acid Tears 1-1-1
1: okie dokie
0: so uh, he said I uh, just want to say that I love the show a bit more c- of a casual player but I love this game P.S. Need more lore sessions, please, at Shattered Stone. I agree, she's Jen. <laughs>
1: we love them. They're good. I, I even go back and listen to those.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, she does a fantastic job. But uh, unfortunately, right now, she's kind of still not feeling that great. Um, she's kind of helped us out with the show tonight uh, in the background. But, I mean, uh, she, she really can't um, get up there and talk with us right now. So I'm sure as soon as she's feeling better and she's ready to go, she's going to throw up another lore session. It'll be just as amazing as all the other ones have been.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even, re- I almost forgot to say that I didn't notice Jen wasn't with us. tonight. I, mean, I knew because we talked for the show, but I didn't act like I knew when I got here. So, you know, hope you feel better, Jen. <laughs> Thanks for helping us uh, behind the scenes a little bit tonight.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And, um, so next tweet is from Tata and, uh, he goes, new Tristam news is out. And he had a link to it. We'll have it in the, the show notes. Um, Stories via Shattered Stone, Nathera and uh, Kai'vax Blizzard. So uh, when I looked on it, looked at it, it went back to March 14th. Uh, I love the setup because it looks like you're you're at a newspaper, um, like a front page and different s- news stories. And right on it is our episode 114, March is Cow Level Month. Oh, yeah. So thanks for uh, <laughs> for you know linking to us and uh, getting the news out there to other people about the show. We really do appreciate oh. that. Oh yeah. That.
1: Thanks very much.
0: Uh, next tweet is from at Daytime Shark. I like that. Yeah. At Shatterstone. <laughs> Just started playing. Console, unfortunately. There's nothing unfortunate yeah, about it's that. Yeah, that's not
1: unfortunate. I mean, are you playing um, real quick to tweet back to us? Are you playing PS3, Xbox 360, PS4, or Xbox One?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to find out because all of us have different versions of it. I mean, I know I have mm. a PlayStation 4 v- version.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I have uh, you have a PlayStation Four Virgin?
0: Uh, not, not Virgin, <laughs> Virgin.
1: I know, I know. I just like you said Virgin. So. Oh anyway, yeah. A yeah, hey, long day. I got, uh, yeah, I got 360 and PS3. Unfortunately, I never got a PS4, but my brother has it on PS4. So. Oh,
0: it's really cool. Yeah, I want to borrow it. I, I, I want. Really it.
1: I've I've played it with his PS4. I should borrow his PS4 from him and get on there with you. Play some ah. uh, couch couch co-ops.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then the uh, daytime truck also continues to say he's a big D two player. There you go. There Something we Common with you. Daytime, we'll and have to a- link up. Yep. And he's loving D three. Uh, needed help with learning games, So you guys rock. <laughs> I'm Thank glad you. we helped out. There's like another 114 episodes you can listen. Lots of helpful tips in there.
1: Yeah, you'll have if you want to build a, a Crusader. You'll have a full on build guide after tonight with me. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, I, the past couple of shows, I've been like, I haven't played any Diablo,
0: so I made up for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you certainly did. <laughs> and it's great, too, because, you know, and all of us, there's even people in the audience that feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, there's ups and downs. There's times like, great, I, I can't wait. I've got all the stuff I've been able to do and play. Mm-hmm. And then there's times it's like i just either can't do it or i don't have time or well it's yours and jen's
1: fault that i've been playing so much i mean i've been listening yeah. to the back shows that i haven't been able to get on and i just wanted to play diablo so much that like after i listened to one of our episodes or uh, someone else's diablo talk on their whether it be youtube or whatever i just it makes me want to play so bad and i finally had time to play like i think it was like i said last friday it was my biggest day and i put in like a 20 hour day it was insane i had so much fun
0: oh awesome yeah, the next tweet is from For the to Horde Two. So that Shatterstone, how do you send gear to an alt? Can you explain how the ancient gear system works? So I mean, the the question about sending a gear to an alt, uh, basically all I do is put it into the stash, and then your other characters when you log in have sh- that same shared stash. So it's not like you have to mail it to them or anything. Uh, you can just put it right in a stash. I usually do like one or two tabs with. Uh, a picture like you can change a picture on it to either you know another character's class that i'd want to play you know for example like a monk maybe if i find one or two items i'll throw that in there
1: and
0: in case you don't know how to do
1: that uh, when you go to your uh, stash tabs you right click on the little icon i think it starts out like a little satchel and you can right click on that and it'll show you an option or a list or like a bunch of different pictures that you can kind of icon that stash tab so you kind of, if you want to sort it or organize it better, it kind of tells you what's in that um, stash tab like for me, I put my gems on my first page so I use a little gem icon and then, you know, the little sword icon for weapons tab and um, crusader picture for a certain person or the female crusader for this person or vice versa, you know so Mm -hmm. it's kind of neat that you can do that I, I know I didn't even realize you could do that probably for six months into the game <laughs>
0: huh, that's crazy yeah
1: it's just like a lot remember when diablo first started how many of us had no idea about uh what's the mode where you can put what's it called you can put your skills anywhere you want um elective mode
0: oh yep, yep i got i mode. got all
1: the way through nightmare without knowing what electric elective mode was and i can tell you how hard that was to have to play with that, and if I ever do a dead and waiting night again, I'm gonna we're gonna do it with no elective mode or something like that. That would be a really cool way to do it.
0: Oh yeah, you're forced to use the slot for those um specific uh, buttons. And it's yep. like, yeah, so. Yeah, kind of pigeonholed you.
1: Yep. So like your your mouse your left mouse has to be offensive skills. Your uh, right mouse would have to be your defensive skill and or your primary, your secondary, and then your you know yep. so, so forth. So.
0: Uh, that's funny. All right, so next one. Oh, oh he also asked, um, can you explain how the Ancient Gear system works? Well, I mean, basically to me, the way it is is the uh, Ancient Gear is just it's the original gear, only it's um, slightly better, so it has like a slight bump in all of the stats. So you know, that's why you really want the Ancient Gear, because it could be an exact copy of something you're already wearing. hmm but it could be it definitely could have higher stats yeah it's help an you out. upgraded version of
1: the same gear so you'll mm-hmm. it'll have like an orange box or like the, the edging of the box when you point on it that shows that specific item will be orange and then up at the title it'll say ancient uh, leorg's crown for instance and then instead of having like 400 strength it'll probably have up to like 900 strength or vitality or whatever And then, like, resistance can be, I think, up to, like, 150 all res instead of 100 all res and so on for certain stuff. I mean, I think, like, crit chance can still only be 6 and crit damage can still only be, like, 50 or 100 depending on what gear it is. Um, But certain items, certain things can go way, way bigger, like the strength, like the stats, the main stats can go way Mm -hmm. bigger, so.
0: Yeah, it was designed to kind of give the end game a little bit more of something to look for. So, you know, you might have a, a really awesome... You know, legendary weapon, but you know, if you find an ancient legendary weapon of the same version, there you go, you have an upgrade. You can do more damage. Um, you can definitely like have higher stats. So that uh, that's kind of what they did. They decided, oh, you know, we needed that like one extra thing carrot for you to chase around, and that's why they they added that in. But to also let you know, you can have ancient um, set items as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and it doesn't change the the outcome of what the set item does so like if you have 2 piece or 4 piece or 6 piece it still do the same thing but it's the individual stats inside of there that do change like your you know your main stat or your or your vitality or something of that sort is
1: bigger exactly and mm-hmm. any
0: item can have an
1: ancient version i'm pretty sure right
0: yep uh yeah it has to be at least a legendary okay yeah any, yeah
1: any legendary can be an ancient or a set item can be an ancient um, as well so you you know when you first go through for your gear lots of times when you're leveling up you get you know the regular piece first uh, just because they seem to pop out more at lower levels than like when you're playing the higher difficulties which you can get it at lower difficulties too but usually um your higher difficulty levels like your t9s and or t8s and above tend to drop more ancient gear i would say right
0: exactly right
1: because you need those to progress so anyway <laughs>
0: So the next tweet is from Hog at CTR. He says, "Listening to Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast, episode 114, March is cow level month at Shattered Stone. And he's like a super happy face in love.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> a smiley face with hearts, or with hearts for the eyes. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's, good. That's I, funny.
1: I, I started listening to that episode, I think. I don't think I finished it, so I definitely got to hear that. And why wow, you guys named it March is cow month. <laughs>
0: It, it's, it's very fun. It was a great episode. It, it has everything to do with why we have um, the uh, the new Kanai's um, oh, special the, area.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know much about that. I did do it. I went to Kanai and did the cow, like the secret little cow level with Kanai. And yeah. now, is that something you can just do once, or can you go back and do it again? Oh, no, you can
0: do it as much as you want. Uh, from the understanding, and the explanation from the blue post was that. Um, the person who kanai is named after his um this was his birth month so he was born in march so they decided that they put it in the game that for the entire month of march you can do that Mm. with him and run around with him kind of as a tribute of like being able to play with kanai one more time
1: right right Um, okay
0: and i guess it's gonna just trigger for the entire month of march every year
1: oh cool cool that's awesome
0: yeah uh, that is really cool that they take some time to do things like uh, that's, that in the
1: game. That's mad respect for him, too.
0: So, Absolutely. All right. And then the last one that I have is from uh, Greed, 1812 He said, At Shatterstone, just hit Shattered 800 Paragon in my Season 5. My highest Paragon level ever. Hashtag super big smile.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. I, I know I tweeted back to him afterwards uh, and included it in the show, but... You know, just congratulating him. Because, I mean, 800 Paragon, that's, that's a pretty big number to hit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen just right away.
1: Oh, that, once you're at 800, too, you have your basic uh, Paragon points maxed out, too, I believe, right?
0: Yep. Cool. Yep. Cool. And then, uh, you know, you can just keep adding, you I think, so a Strength and bit, right? Yeah. Exactly.
1: Okay, because those aren't maxes, so. Awesome. All right, so uh, should I talk about the question of the show?
0: absolutely go for it
1: all right so the next tweet area is our question for the show and um it was what do you like in patch 2.4.1 and we asked that question we got a few responses and the first tweet comes from at slug nutty he says at shattered stone looking forward to any dh or demon hunter changes Please move paragon notifier off buff bar area. Stash tab number eight incoming. Cool.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, like, when you level up your paragon, you get the little plus button. It's kind of like it still covers part of, uh, uh like, your buff bar area. Oh, okay. I know what you're yeah, talking so it's about like- now. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't
1: even realize that you could get a seventh dash tab this season. Is that for after you beat Guardian, or is that another mm-hmm. one? I know there's. I'm at Slayer no. on the season journey, and I think Guardians after that. Is there another one after that?
0: Uh, no, I actually already have it. I don't even have that. I'm not even close to any of those. Yeah,
1: I know. I got the six. I think it's the one, the first tab on the next page. I have, and I think there's That's, yet another uh, I tab. Number seven. Okay, because then. If that's number seven, I think there's another one yet after that you can get as well for beating the entire uh, journey because it's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, there's six. Six is when you go to the second chest on the second page, and then you have that first tab on the second page of stashes. That's number six. Uh And then number seven will be when you beat the entire season journey, I believe. Um, I'm on Slayer right now. I don't know what's after that. Um Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it's Guardian after that, maybe?
0: I think you're correct on that.
1: Okay. And so... I think what he's saying is there's going to be an eighth one. Is what do you want? Oh, another, uh, another stash tab is what he's looking forward to after that? Yep. Okay.
0: Yep, that's coming next one.
1: Since I'm in here, uh, back when I was talking about Judgment, we asked what the debilitate rune was. It's enemies in the judged area deal 40% reduced damage for 5 seconds. So it lowers um, enemies' damage by 40%. So that's wow. It, that, that okay, with.
0: that explains it.
1: And so that's awesome because I get to, every time I use judgment, it does that, whether it's from falling sword or from me using judgment myself. So that's cool. Cool. Yep. All right, back out to the tweets then. Uh, Slugnody also tweeted uh, to respond to the question. At Shatterstone. Oh, and why are set dungeons still in the game? <laughs> no fun whatsoever. I avoid them like the plague. Well, you know, not to not each bad. their own. And um, I, I didn't mind the one I did, but we'll see what I like if I like any of the other ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and it, it really, it's hit or miss, and depending on a class and what one you're going for, like. Because it, there's such a variety in the difficulty mm-hmm. Like some are really super easy As long as you can get the pieces Others are just really difficult Even if you have all the pieces You really kind of have to be Like right. running almost Torment 10 or 11 or 12 If to be able I know to they do don't it. exist yet But you know to, to be able to complete them What, what I
1: want to know For the set dungeons Because I still don't know for sure If you die in hardcore In a set dungeon Do you die for real? No. For no. sure now
0: we are positive. Okay, you're, is that fixed? you be reset to the beginning, uh, like, just outside of the, okay. the um So
1: I could take my hardcore set. character, go in there, and if I die, I won't be dead. No. Okay. But is
0: your health would be really low, so if you come back out of the portal, mm-hmm. and there's a mob there and it can one-hit you, then you're probably dead then.
1: Okay, so once you come out, it starts you with, like, just a basic little amount of health. Exactly. Okay, so it can kind of trick you a little bit, but you don't die in, in the actual portal itself.
0: Yeah, that's why I would definitely clear as much of the dungeon around the area yeah. that you uh, have the portal anyways, Because it'll just put you right outside the portal door.
1: Right, I mean, because the Invoker set is at the very beginning of the... Oh, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, is at the very beginning of the game. So, like, nah. before Tristram, I'm sorry, spoiler, 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Just in case someone wanted to find it themselves, I know I did, and I found it, but, uh, you know, it's right at the beginning, so there's nothing there, and I wouldn't notice that. and I know it's said there that, uh, you wouldn't be, um, fatal if you died in there, and, right. but at the time, somebody had told me they weren't sure if that was true in Hardcore or not, or if there was, like, a... Uh, something like a, a bug that you would still die and i didn't
0: know for sure so uh, i don't know about that it, it may have been there what might have been one when uh, they were first testing it out and right stuff. i just don't think that happened right now right i mean because i anybody I reading it somewhere uh yeah. i think one of the blue posts saying that you know that was how it was designed to be
1: right okay i just wanted to make sure because like i wouldn't want to die in there and then find out that it was a joke that you can die <laughs> so or tell so, anybody you know, if that. If I don't hear from
0: you next show because you're really angry at me, because I, uh, <laughs> I I tricked you into it all.
1: What I'll do is I'll put in like uh, my Roland set guy into there that I don't really care that much about <laughs> and see for sure. But um, or uh, a set because like that set does nothing really. But anyway, um, the next tweet comes from at Walkman8 and he says at Shattered Stone finally figuring out what to do with Tagux and possibility of cosmetic wing drops if it happens is awesome or if it happens in parentheses is awesome by the way
0: <laughs>
1: so when you said you're finally figuring out what to do with tagux is that mean he's that like, where do you
0: changes to a bunch of different oh things.
1: okay with different gems so, i didn't really Gem. read all the patch notes for 2.4.1 um, I know it's on PCR, and I usually do try out the PCRs, but I just didn't do it this time because I was so intrigued on building my guys. <laughs> so um, the last one comes from the Alienationer. He says, "At Shattered Stone, I was excited about the wings until they removed them. Sad face. And what's that about?" They didn't
0: remove all of them. It's just one or you know one of them. They definitely said they didn't. They weren't sure they liked how it looked. What? So they decided they were gonna. What's that about brazier like
1: they're, they're taking out wings that you could earn, or something, or.
0: Oh yeah, like future ones. Oh, okay. Not all of them. Like there, um, and it, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. I think I uh, attached some notes to it um, that there were a lot of people like that were jumping on and testing out things in 2.4.1, and they were finding like that you could earn wings, like two, three, or four different sets of wings. You could earn like eight different types of pets. Um, and doesn't mean that all of them are ready to come out. That they may be testing them to see how they work, how they like them, uh, whether it makes sense. Does it look like it, it you know, adds to uh, the game, or does it you know, like does it look so odd that it detracts from you know putting it on your character? Like the wings that we have right now, they all pretty much go well with whatever character you put them on. Kind of helps enhance the uh, the image of those characters. But There was like one to me that was really weird. It looks like you were putting on wings for a bird. Like a robin or something. <laughs> or a sparrow. And then you would put it on. And it would look so awkward on the back of a character. I don't know if that's the one they were looking at or something different. I'm going to continue on a little bit because it looks like I have lost L'Antonio.
1: No, sorry. I had my home oh, muted. Go. So when I typed the question I'm trying to type for the next uh, for the next show... Um, oh. You wouldn't hear me <laughs> typing like crazy on my mechanical keyboard like this. <laughs>
0: totally understand. Now, I, now so, I know what you're doing. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, before I even write well it done. in completely, then, I, I don't know if you think this is okay, but we had a big talk about it, so I thought maybe I'd ask. Yeah. Um, is Diablo 2 or 3 better for social aspects, as we were saying earlier in the show, for anyone who's wondering, and how could the lesser be improved? Which, I, or, you know, I'm going to say how could, yeah, I would say the lesser be improved, Um, What I mean by that is, if you think Diablo, like, I think Diablo 2 is better to to get, like, uh, to meet people and be social. Now, do you guys agree? Let's just answer it by saying whether you agree with me, or if you think maybe Diablo 3 is better, and uh, if, you know, like, I think Diablo 2 is better, and I told you why, because, you know, the trade and stuff like that. I don't know if I'm if you think I should reword the question though, but I think that's what I'm trying to get out. Or if we should say like, how maybe I should write, how could Diablo 3's social aspect be improved?
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Yeah, let's do it like that. How could D3's social aspect be improved? Am I yeah. spelling
0: it right? Improved. I like tell, that. that. That's a good tell
1: one. Tell us your
0: ideas. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that sounds really good. I like that one. So, um, I know because when I was uh, at the very beginning and I was talking about this a little bit, I even said, hey, if you got ideas, write it in the show and let us know. Yep. So, uh,
1: officially, how could Diablo three social aspect be improved? Tell us your ideas. And so, you know, like, we usually answer ours, and we kind of already did, but just to make it short and sweet... Mine would be, uh, I think we should be able to make our own game and name them, um, like broadcast our own game names. And, yeah, I guess that's all I need to say. <laughs> I don't know if I was wording it right. I got, like, uh, Oh, no, you did Okay. Yeah, so, like, make a game, kind of like in Diablo 2, and be able to name it. It doesn't necessarily have to be for trading, but to say what you're doing and what you're looking for out of people who join, you know? Mm-hmm. So basically, a, a game, a, a spot where you can pick the games you're going for better than the way it's set up. So yeah, Rajya, oh, yeah. did you have any, or what did you say earlier? Or, or? Um,
0: no. I mean, I kind of think, from from my point of view, is trying to find ways to incentivize or reward, you know, group play yeah. a bit more besides just having, um you know, more loot or something like that. Maybe I kind of feel like it's rewarded. Well, yeah. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Brazier. Yep. No. Um, you know, like I was just saying, it's, uh, whether it's going to be that they, you know, have content that's available. If you, you know, get into groups, um, of your own that you, you know, not necessarily that you can't get, but maybe might be a little bit, um, more rewarding than joining a public game. I don't know if that's the answer, mm-hmm. uh, but something that rewards you m- more along the lines of you know being uh, in the social aspect, right. social engineering. Right. For sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, just real quick uh, before we dive into the emails, though, uh, I'm just gonna do a little reminder that we are running a Patreon campaign. Yes, that's where you can help support the show. You can become a patron of the Shattered Soulstone today by going to patreon.com slash soulstone, making a monthly pledge. Each and every single pledge is greatly appreciated. Um, just to mention that we are kind of updating the Patreon system. We haven't, uh, I don't think, we haven't done that completely yet, correct? Correct. But uh, it's... talking it over yep, with Medros. We're still talking over with Medros and figuring it out completely, but uh, either way, it's still there. Um but we are going to like kind of just revamp it a little bit. So if you're interested in becoming a Patreon for now, just, you know, we're just kind of looking into just, you know, supporting the show basically and kind of, um, avoid everything. I don't know if it's been reworked yet on the site or not, but you know, that it will be reworked a little bit differently in the future. So, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for that as well for anyone who is currently a Patreon or any new members, um, in the future. So, uh, we did get one email um, I guess I can tackle it Unless you want to, Brajia Oh, no, go for it Okay, You have fun with it this time <laughs> Okay. Um, so, the first email is from uh, Funk Tropus, And he says, H- hello uh, Shown staters What, are they supposed to be soul stoners? Or, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's supposed to be Shown staters
0: <laughs> The next one is especially will
1: say that three times fast <laughs> Oh, jeez Okay. Sean Sh- Stater, Sean Stater, Sean Staters. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, anyway, I'm writing th- <laughs> stop it. I'm writing <laughs> to you today in both joy and sadness. I am joyful for the first time in the history of the game, I'm rolling torment 10. Booyah! my new uh my new with doctor, um witch doctor, I'm assuming. Killex unknown. Uh, parentheses, i.e., killed by unknown. In memory of my last witch doctor, which was so cruelly wrested from my grasp by ass- assailants unknown, <laughs> is mm-hmm. rocking a cold hell tooth build. A cold hell build that has been whooping the demons behinds. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> anyway, I have even climbed atop the clan leaderboards for hardcore seasonal witch doctor. Admittedly, not a top. Or um, Prince admittedly not a ton of competitors, I'm guessing. I mean, yep. cheer, is, so is there not a lot of witch doctors this season on Hardcore? I didn't look into it.
0: Not in Hardcore. Because
1: no. you have a witch doctor Hardcore, don't you? Or are you Softcore? Uh,
0: not this season. Oh, okay.
1: But cheers to you, Anti Star, my most competitive rival. And you know what? That ah. proved that right there tells me Anti Star wasn't hardcore because he helped me. And I remember he had a Witch Doctor. So yeah, okay. thanks again, Anti Star, for helping me with um, what you did help me with. I can't remember if you were helping me power level or um, we were just like, uh, you know, what do you call it, bountying together and stuff. So um, to continue with, or continuing on, to continue with first in the game i have also for the first time in history played with other peeps i must say we need more clan members to play hardcore this season where is my chicken emoticon (laughs) yeah that's funny folks trophus i i i think we might have actually played a little bit together too and we're talking about about this How there wasn't a lot of uh people on hardcore this this season but continuing on he says unfortunately this brings me to some sad news moody in parentheses, there are some numbers after that name but i forgot them moody member of the clan we played together he or she was running a torment to source and i ran his or her first greater rift together. It was fun. I suggested we run a Torment 7 so that Moody could gain some experience and loot. And sure enough, Moody was doing alright. But then Waller, Mortar, 5 Elite slash Minions died at once where Moody was trapped resting Pancakes. I felt pretty terrible, terrible about it. Hopefully Moody will forgive me and we will fight once more. Wall of Text, Word Salad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love these yeah. emails from
1: Frotro. <laughs> I think Mo- Moody is uh he's he's or here, I guess or she. is a nice person. I've talked with them. And I remember Brazier, weren't we having a big conversation with Moody the other night actually on the clan chat? Yeah. yeah. And uh um I forget what Moody said something. I don't know if you were there still or not, but uh no, um we had a new clan member join and it was by the name of uh shoot what was the name Eisenberg i think
0: oh yeah heisenberg uh, yeah, yeah
1: heisenberg joined and or welcome to the clan by the way Eisenberg. and uh he said um yeah there's not uh not or he said something about in the clan chat like mm, it's kind of quiet in here And, uh, I think Moody said, yeah, except for this one guy who's always, or I don't know if he said, um, quote, itching and complaining, if you know what I mean, (laughs) or something like that. And I, and I said, uh, and then I wrote afterward, yeah, that's why we call him (laughs) Moody.
0: Oh. or something like that and it was,
1: uh, it, was just, it was it was really good at the time like there was no one talking and then I got like four or five LOLs in the chat you know or something like that oh yeah <laughs> but yeah that was, that's good times but I'm sure he doesn't mind that he died it happens and you know that's unfortunately yeah Waller and that can be a plane now if I'm reading it right did he get uh, killed by like probably like he said the five minions died at once so I'm guessing he mm-hmm. was trapped in like mortar and they all blew up yeah oh i either. hate that i've had that happen to me a couple of times and i didn't like i procked i didn't die in hardcore from that but i've definitely died from that in like softcore, and i've i've died from uh mortars like while leveling up as well so that that's a pain what you gotta do is get a blackthorn set where you can't and then you can't get hurt from them but just once you take it off don't forget that you took it off
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly you're not in, you not know, You
1: get immune. so used to when you're immune to something for a while you get so used to it that when you take it off like I had an Achilles Curious on and I think that's the uh, Arcane Immunity Amulet Yep. and you know I just like stand on Arcane to get health and stuff while I got that on and I remember I did it once without it and I procked and almost died <laughs> and that
0: was like wow. in hardcore too so it was terrible or terrible yep. terrible <laughs> yeah you learn fast <laughs> so um yeah if you guys have any emails make sure you send us a show at shattered dot com and
1: I, I want to apologize if just in case I missed anybody's email that got sent in this week I when we made the notes up um didn't see any since when we made the notes up but I didn't Have a chance to check the Soulstone account before the show. So if I did miss any we'll make sure we get you next show. But I don't think we did. But just in case. So moving on into the um, links for today. We got a a couple in here. And I'm going to go ahead and just start with the first one in order. Um, it says, uh, patch 2.4, uh, PTR patch notes, it was updated last, I think, March 8th, I don't know if that's changed or not, uh, but, uh, Jen went ahead and put this link in for us, and we got the link here in the, uh, on the patch notes to that. Also have the Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls anniversary giveaway now live, um, I don't know exactly how that works, but I'll go ahead and read this. It's on March twenty-fifth, two 2014. The Angel of Death deceased on West March to or the Angel of Death descended on West March to wreak havoc. Since then, millions of Nephilim have taken up arms to bring Mathiel to uh, Mathiel to justice and peace to Sanctuary. Join the celebration and win one of 30 gift bundles and receive 30% off your next purchase of Diablo items on the Blizzard Gear Store, ex- excluding Artist Proof Diablo statue. Um, okay, and then we have a link, to, of course, to that and where you can sign up. I, I believe I signed up. You just go on to one of the Blizzard sites or might even, I think you can even do it through the Battle.net um, desktop app. And you can just put your email, and, uh, your Blizzard email and your name down and it like automatically signs you up. And then it will give you a code for the gear store uh, if you want to buy some gear yep. at 30% off. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah.
0: It's really cool, real quick, real easy. Uh, you should definitely do it.
1: Let's see. Could read off the... Do you want to read off some? Want me to open that link up and read off sure. some of the list of the prizes, too? Let me see. I should be able to... See if I can pop this up quick and see what some of the prizes are. Okay, the five grand prize winners will receive a Diablo chess set. Um, also, a Diablo... Or, I'm not sure if this is all together or if... Uh, five of these it will be like when
0: grand prize package includes all of the, uh, the five Diablo right? chest set yeah. the backpack um steel series Diablo 3 headset mm-hmm. and Diablo 3 Aldruin Sword of Justice prop replica.
1: See, I'd be really excited for that because I've like almost wanted to buy that. Because I'm like a huge knife and like sword fan and like I've been collecting since I was little. So even if it's fake though, it would just be really cool to add to my collection. But uh, the 25 first prize winners will also receive a Diablo Reaper Souls backpack, Diablo 3 Haunted Sounds of Sanctuary CD, uh, Diablo Heat Changing Mug, uh, and a Treasure Goblin plush. And oh, I like that one. What's the What's the plush? Is that, it's, a, it's just a little doll. Oh, is that like the...
0: Um, yeah, like a stuffed animal. Okay,
1: I think those those plushes are like the, uh, what you call it, the Tyrael ones that we got. I got from Jan. I don't know if you got one of them from Jen for Christmas. Like yeah, no, I've ago. got a Treasury
0: Goblin plush oh, yeah. on my desk.
1: Uh, I'd like to get the Diablo plush, I think is what it is, if those are the same ones I'm thinking of. But I got a Tyrael one right now, and they're pretty cool, so... Yeah, that'd be pretty cool sure. to get. Um, we have the link to the site that I went to to give this, the Diablo Souls Anniversary Giveaway. And uh, the website is uh, blizzard.wishpond.com slash Diablo. Um, if you just want to, like, put it in right to your address bar. But it shows you right there how to enter. And, it's, you know, like I said, you put your first, last name, email, and then you submit your entry. It's as simple as that. Uh, I know I did it. I hope I win. <laughs> but good luck to anybody else. <laughs> um we also got some developer insights on legendary gem updates. Uh, they're going to be making notable changes to a handful of legendary gems. They wanted to go over design structure behind legendary gems. Um, they got three roles based on that. Uh, one's the gems to use, or gems use, gems you use to buff your defensive capabilities, like Egg Alteration, uh, Molten Wildebeest Gizzard, and. Um, uh, those, uh, those two two that I have there like I can't remember what the other what's there's another one that's a defensive capability was called again um, there's Esther Eric there's molten and then there's the one that's like uh defensive here what is that I'm going to think for like 2 seconds what that's called
0: uh, what is it yeah, I don't
1: remember uh, um, molten Moul- mutilation guard that's what it's called I think oh mutilation guard maybe yeah, that's, that's the one. Okay, anyway, gems that uh, serve particular playstyle niches, um, like Enforcer, uh, Boyarsky's Chip for the Thorns build, uh, Z Stone of Vengeance uh, for Kite and Flight style, and clearly designed specifications. Uh, gems used to enhance gameplay activities, you know, put the Hoarder, Gem Ease, gems that fall into more than one category, like the Bane of the Powerful and the Wreath of Lightning. They're also making changes to Enforcer, Gigaku Swiftness. Uh, Marine or Marine, Teardrop of the Starweaver, Simplicity, Strength, and the Taguk. Um, we could let's see, and then you know for more details on that, you can just go to that in the uh, our show notes as well, or on Diablo.com into the into the news and media, or in the Battle.net desktop app, I believe it's there too as well. Let's see, we have another link here for players finding wings and pets for 2.4.1. Gracia, do you know a little bit about that one or?
0: Uh, yeah, um, it links to a Diablo2.net article where um, a lot of players were finding items and uh, they were also kind of data mining it. And they actually have screenshots in there of the different pets. Like there's a a dog called Buddy, which looks kind of like the Frost dog mm-hmm. that you have, currently have as a pet. Then they have like a spider named Charlotte. I mean, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then like a little cow king pet which is really awesome. It's like It basically looks like a cow king with bardish. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then they have, like, a yeti. I mean, it's, like, it's pretty hilarious. And then a couple of different uh, wings. You know, one called um, Oseus Grass, mm-hmm. which looks um, kind of like the wings you got from getting the Heart of the Swarm. Yeah. Uh, Kerrigan-type style. So they're, they're adding some more cosmetic stuff to it. Uh, trying to kind of beef it up. Um, You can also, uh, yeah, it's pretty much like that. I mean, I like it. It looks like fun. looks like they're adding some stuff to it. Some players are wondering, uh, you know, what is this going to be the extent of what they're adding? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, no, we're not getting a huge patch like we did before with 2.4. Doesn't mean they're done with Diablo 3 development. And others are thinking, well, maybe some of that is going to, like, lead them to microtransactions in the game. Mm -hmm. And whether it do or not, I'm not sure, but we'll find. You know, we'll see what they have in store.
1: Right, right. So
0: um, this just
1: in. I don't. I didn't know if this is when this got announced. I just saw it though on my Twitter, and we didn't have it in our links, but I could add it. Um, looks like season six is now live on the PTR as of um, today, March th- 23rd. That that is today. Yep, that's today um, at 5 p.m. Uh, so as a part, and this was a tweet from Nevelistis, by the way, she says season six is now live on the PTR as a part of the season launch preparations. The PTR has been wiped of existing information. You will need to copy your character again. If you wish to continue testing outside of season six, we apologize for the short notice. And uh, she says, note that importing a character from live after the start of season six will automatically convert your seasonal character to non-season season six characters must be leveled in the season six environment thank you always for your diligent testing and excellent feedback so um, I'd have to look on the Battle.net app to see if there's any like the season 6 changes that are going to be on the PTR though if it's in the news already Uh, might just be on the blue post I don't see it in the game news yet I can double check here 2.4.1 patch notes I don't know if there's anything besides 2.4.1 going into season 6 do you?
0: No, not that, I, not that I've seen. I guess that's what they're going um, sure to start season six with.
1: For sure, for sure. Um, I don't. Yeah, maybe I'll go online and check and see. Maybe I'll, uh, if I if I notice anything, maybe I'll just uh, tweet the show uh, some links for that. Or yeah, but I just happened to see that right now on Twitter when I was looking over there to see if there's anything new. So, um, Bridget, any uh, anything else on? links or Diablo's side of the story that you wanted to bring up
0: no I think after about two hours we're <laughs> pretty good on Diablo talk
1: <laughs> yeah sorry I didn't uh, get to hear all of what you were did you what you were doing in game but I'll go back and listen to it uh, when the show comes out because I'm a bit excited to be here I apologize again that I was late and stuff so
0: no oh, no not a problem
1: we're all good. okie dokie then. Well, we still got a nice long show. Um, looks like since we've been on, it's almost two hours. So that means it's probably like a close to a two hour and fifteen minute show, probably. Uh, with <laughs> with yours too, you know. So,
0: um, right.
1: I guess I'll just check real quick though. Any other media on your side?
0: Um. Yeah. Just in general, it's kind of it's funny. I've kind of got this new obsession and a couple of things. Well, one my old obsession. Which is The Walking Dead. I'm, I'm enjoying the second half of the season. It, it's got a different feel to it from the first half. I think the first half like started on gangbusters and then kind of felt like it was dragging. Yep. And now it seems like everything is um, coming together in a second half. And it's a pretty solid storyline. And I was just like, last this week's episode, I was like, are you kidding me? Because like, I actually, it looked like it was going to follow the uh, comics mm-hmm. with the way things were going. And certain characters dying. And all of a sudden, you know, like, we got to the point where, okay, you had this and that happen, and you're like, okay, you know, it seems like um, think those characters that I originally thought were going to die seemed pretty safe, and then everything looks nice and quiet, like, you know, the tough parts are all done, and all of a sudden just, like, a surprise ca- sort of ending to that episode, and I'm like, whoa, okay, not what I was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. So, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It, it was fun.
1: On The Walking and then, Dead, what season are they on, if you don't mind?
0: Six. Six? They're in season okay, six. Okay, because
1: I think mm-hmm. on Netflix they have the first five, and i got to catch up with the fifth one. I don't know if I ever finished that, because I want to talk with you about that, but because I remember when you never could would talk about that, but I can't, I haven't had a chance to catch up with that, so is this like the second half of season six already, or? Yep. Okay, and then... Fear the Walking Dead, that's, just watch that too, or does that not really interline with it?
0: Um, the whole idea with the Fear the Walking Dead was to go back and say, okay, here's a, like, a family drama that was going on, and then the walk, um, the world of the Walking Dead kind of fell on top of them. Okay. So it's you technically know, a different, dealing with it's it? a
1: different, like, whole show on its own, for the most part? Uh, yeah, okay. completely.
0: It, it, like, takes place in Los Angeles. <coughs> cool. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it has its ups and downs in it. I, th- I think there's some, some good actors and actresses in it. Um, I think the storyline could be a little more solid mm-hmm. um, overall. Um, I think you've you got to wait until almost the last two episodes to really get the payoff for the whole season. Yeah. But, I mean, it's very short. It's only, like, six episodes anyway. So it was meant to be just kind of be a test run. I think this next season it's going to be really interesting. A um, fear of The Walking they, Dead, they right? Okay, yeah, for The Walking okay. Dead, and that starts up just in a couple of weeks. Okay. Have
1: Have you ever so, seen uh, Zombie Nation on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. Like I, that?
0: Um, yeah, it's funny.
1: I know the second season came out not that long ago, and I watched yep. the whole thing. It was that was pretty good. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, yeah,
0: I like the Nation because it's it's funny. Can uh, we like... spoiler
1: alert and I talk about one thing about that with you? Sure. Okay, so spoiler alert. If you watch the uh, zombie nation um or you haven't seen anything um especially in the second season uh go ahead and just skip through this um i'd say about five minutes won't talk very long if that so anyway i thought it was hilarious when they uh started seeing the ufos you saw the second season right sorry no i haven't oh seen all okay of it yet. i don't have you seen um the ufo stuff yet or
0: no, no. Okay, yet. I won't I won't that's all I'll say only then. About 3 or 4 episodes then. Okay.
1: That's all I'll say then cuz that doesn't really ruin anything for you, but um I I mean, what do you think of what do you think about uh uh what was I going to say? Murphy um in like to me he looks kind of different now that the nukes went off and stuff or what do you think was going to happen? Yeah. Just trying to see I, what I you don't... think, you know.
0: I mean, like it's just it seems like it's um a morphing for him. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem as much of a decaying. It, it, he almost looks more like metallic. Yeah. Which is weird.
1: And you know? yeah, so, so he's doing, like, mm. he's realizing he can control, you know? Right.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's a scene where he's in Cheyenne, mm-hmm. Wyoming, which is hilarious. I mean, he's in like a, a strip of bar. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't know, I can't remember what episodes have what in them, so yeah. I didn't want to ruin anything. It, but, yeah, that, that, that was beyond hilarious. That was pretty funny. <laughs> hey,
0: look what she can do. Oh, exactly. And it's, it's, no, it's nothing lewd, so Medros won't get all that upset with us. Yeah. It's just kind of like, uh, you know, her arm falls off as she's dancing. It's like... Yeah. That's just odd. It's weird. <laughs> it's grotesquely funny. Yeah.
1: So, so basically, <laughs> you know, this you have to like that kind of. Stuff. Yeah. this basically this Murphy character can, uh, like he's part zombie, part not zombie, but you know he's not nuts and like brain crazy. But he's realizing he can control zombies with his thoughts, and he's mm-hmm. kind of a pig. Um, you know he's he's a, a lewd character, and. He goes to this – yeah, he goes to this – he's in this strip club because, of course, he likes to drink. And obviously he likes that kind of entertainment. And he uses, like, uh, ex-strippers that have turned into zombies to, like, make them dance and, you know, do wacky stuff. Yeah, and it's just, like (laughs) – but
0: it's it's, it's such an odd storyline, too. Mm You know, it's, like, it's the whole show itself. Z Nation does not take itself seriously. No, it's a a joke. Like, the actors are trying to be serious. Like, you're trying to put on a serious role – but the storyline itself is just not at all. And it goes serious. so
1: many different directions.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So exactly. Uh, so. Did you have a little bit of anything else, or? Oh
0: okay. yeah, um, I've totally been hooked on watching like YouTube videos of people do run- doing running races and stuff like yep. that. Because I just think it's fun. And um, there's this one guy out there called the Ginger Runner. Yeah. He's a redhead. Okay. <laughs> and he runs like ultra marathons and. Um, lots of things like that so I like I, but he does such a great job with some of the videos he's been doing the last couple of years where he is uh, it's not just like him running through the woods or something like that it's like it's almost like a documentary about his experience into a race or somebody else's like he was helping another friend who was doing a, an ultra marathon like it was, it was kind of his own personal journey it was called wonderland and I guess up in Oregon or Washington State. I forgot which one it was. Uh, but there's like this huge mountain. The guy would fly over because he's from Canada where he, you know, and he'd met his wife in the United States and he would, you know, visit. And this trail is like 97 miles long. And um, there was a, a reported uh, record of it being done in like 20 hours and 15 minutes. Um, I'm not going to spoil it and say how long it took him to do it, but it's just phenomenal. Watch how this guy, you know, like, Thinking and the planning that goes in, and then what the conditions look like, and you know, how he's running on the trail, you know, by himself and then with other people. And then he takes off from the t- pace runners because he's just having a phenomenal day of running. And it's just such an amazing journey, and the, the scenery is beautiful. There's so many different runs that are out there. Like, there's um, he, the Ginger Runner did another thing called the Gorgeous Waterfall 50k race, mm-hmm. and it's like literally you're running like this. This, uh park or yeah National Park or something out in California and you're running through a, a series of waterfalls like you run by them and stuff and there's one you actually run behind the waterfall um, and you can see the backside of water which is cool right right <laughs> so yeah it's just a lot of fun things like that that I'm, I'm kind of like really getting into mm-hmm. and then I'm also in the middle of running and, and uh, I've been doing this for a little bit now and kind of lost some weight feeling pretty good and I'm starting to increase my uh running mileage so that's kind of like the other big thing i was doing like before i even started tonight i ran you know got home late from work went out and did five mile run and then sat down to uh start recording (laughs) (laughs) so i'm finally cooled off though about two hours later
1: Uh, all right yes and uh you're probably about ready to get some should i you bet. So, uh, is that? <laughs> How about you? Is that, okay, I was gonna make sure that was it for you, media. So I'll try not to make mine go too long, because um, I know you're tired. But uh, uh, make it short and sweet. I've been watching Eleven, Twenty Two, Sixty Three. That's pretty interesting. It's a new show on Hulu with uh, um, James Franco, and it's kind of like they go into the past to try to like stop the JFK assassination in a way, or. Um, more yeah. like more or less research it, you know, to not ruin anything. Um, so that's pretty interesting. It's only like a, it's a mini series. There's only be eight episodes. Uh, I think they're on the sixth one right now, live. So that's pretty cool. I don't know if you've had a chance to check that out or not, Brazier. But that's a pretty good, good show. I know no, that's good. Um, if like I don't really know much about the JFK Nation and all this stuff. I've never did a lot of research into it, but you know, it, it's a good show though. So I, I like that. Um, I've also been watching The Vikings uh, Because it started a new season And I love that show It reminds me so much of Skyrim And Diablo and stuff So speaking of Skyrim It made me want to play Skyrim So I started a PC version of Skyrim And actually named my character uh, Rolo, um, I was gonna do Ragnarok, but, uh, Ragnar, but I decided to name mine Rolo instead, because my, uh, my, Mandy actually likes watching Skyrim, and likes him, and played, and excuse my dog if she's barking at someone here, but, uh, anyway, I got, played a lot of Skyrim, also Last Man on Earth started again, um, I don't, well, at least, like, it's weird, because, like, one episode popped out, and then now there hasn't been one for, like, another week, so I don't know if it's, what's going on exactly with it but i i love that show it's hilarious so watching that um it's on i, I don't know what's on, when it's on live on real tv but i watch it on hulu so cool but that's really funny um i'm trying to think oh one other thing i've been getting into and i've never brought up for a while but uh I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan, and Dragon Ball Z was out like, what, like 20 years ago or so, something like that. Uh, well, they made a new, uh, Akira Toriyama, the original maker, um, has started up a new season called like uh, Dragon Ball Super, and uh, it's all, you know, the Japan version right now, but I watch it in subs when it comes out on Saturdays, uh, but I've been getting into that. There's like 30, 35 episodes so far already. But uh, if you like like the Dragon Ball series, you can check that out online. Um, you have to watch it in subs, of course, but eventually it'll be dubbed. Uh, but I'm excited for that. Like I love Dragon Ball. Like, that's the quickest 20 minutes of my week. <laughs> it goes so fast, uh, which stinks because it's like, oh, you wait all week, and then it's like done. Oh, come on. <laughs> so it's got mm-hmm. me back in my little kid mode again watching my old-time uh, Anime shows that I can't wait for Saturday morning cartoons anymore <laughs> But it's like as soon as it's uh I, The Saturday comes and it airs. I'm like trying to find it on the internet immediately, but it always takes a little while to get it subbed out, so <laughs> But anyway, if anyone's like that didn't know about that you could check it out. It's it's awesome I don't really have anything else in particular uh, Of course play Hearthstone anyone doesn't know there's a new Hearthstone expansion coming out soon Um What's the actual title of it again? Let me look. Game Hearthstone. Uh, I forget. The Old God. Uh, yeah, Whispers of the Old Gods. So that looks kind of cool. I've checked out some of the, the card backs. I know you can pre-purchase some for like a you know, bonus uh, card back for your card backs on Hearthstone right now. But just been doing that. And mostly, you know, like I said, I play that on the phone almost every night. So just do my dailies and everything like that. But, uh yeah I suppose that's that's about it um nothing else really in particular I watch YouTube myself a lot but I'm always stuck on UFO stuff because I love that too but (laughs) but uh unless uh Braja has anything else to say I guess I could close out the show or you could close out the show whichever one of us want to do it
0: uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, short and sweet. Good, you close <laughs> it out. Okay. Go for it. So,
1: you have been listening to episode 115 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Miss an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Want to join us in game? Join our in game community aptly named Shattered Soulstone. Feel free to post short missives up on the community board and join the chat channel. Talk with other folks from the community in game. Uh, the show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. We love Twitter. Come tweet with us. You can find the show at Twitter at ShatteredStone. I'm at Lantonio, Jen is at Queen of Haiku, and Braja is at the underscore Braja. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Production for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at Shattered Stowstone, keep on sending those emails and never stop talking about your build when you should stop talking and you make long podcasts and drive everybody crazy and you never stop talking and interrupting and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't even have anything else to add. That's <laughs> too good. Thanks for listening to this presentation of Dawn Forge Productions, copyright 2016. Find us online at thedawnforge.com.